welcome back to the suspense is killing us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt. Here we all are. We all survived our screening of Hand That Rocks the Cradle last yes. night. Which went very well. It was it awesome. Was awesome. People seemed to really enjoy the movie. There's a lot of people there. Everybody really was into it. Digging it. What a great night. It was a fun it's a fun movie to show, it turns out. Because I'd only like, seen it just a few years ago when we recorded yeah, yeah. this and and I was just like knocked out all over again. It's just such a great fucking movie. Had you not seen you'd seen it before that though, right? Oh yeah, but I'd, not I'd, in a really long time. I'd never seen it before we did it for the show. Okay. And so that was only my second time watching it. And it was like, oh yeah, I this forgot how uncomfortable rips. It, it rules, but I forgot how uncomfortable the early stuff is. Yeah. Well, like the setup, yeah, which yeah. is like, which is necessary. It's necessarily squeamish, and good yeah. and squeam. Yeah, but it's also I was also like, oh right, there's a lot of stuff of uh, people molestation and yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, right off the bat, like uh, uh, what do you, you know, uh, aborted babies. Yeah, Ernie Yeesh. Hudson, Ernie Hudson's character yeah. and performance is very uncomfortable. He's good though. He's really it's good. It's not it. that he's not good. It's, it's just such a thing a, that they don't do anymore no, now thankfully no, no, no. and it's in you know modern audiences kind of go like what but, but like was, half the crowd we pulled the crowd and like half of them hadn't seen it before so it was like yeah. in that early going this is this is why it's fun to watch movies with people because <laughs> like you're feeling the discomfort when the nasty stuff's happening but then everybody's fucking cheering when yeah. rebecca de mornay gets punched in the fucking my, face when right? my friends who came with me were saying that they were rooting for rebecca de mornay the whole time oh well, I mean, I can't is, blame them. She she's fucking she's awesome. fucking awesome. Well, I think she's awesome in it, but you know, come on, that's like that's well, they, all, they also they that's also some were contrarianism. Like, I know who they I know. They were also who. like the couple, the lead couple, and I don't disagree with them. Suck, Matt. McC- well, I think Matt McCoy mm-hmm. is sucked so much that it kind of came back. He's just around. a wad, yeah. People, I, Matt McCoy, who plays uh, uh, Annabella Shoria's husband, yeah. was killing in this screening every time he said a line, and I don't know if it was necessarily a positive no, thing. No, I don't think so. But He's just a still, wad. But people thought he was so fucking funny. Well, I, when he breaks his legs. Yeah. So my good. legs are broken. My legs are broken. Honey, he, my legs are broken. Fucking Lloyd Braun. <laughs> people fucking... He sucks. We're cracking up. I, 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 mean, I love him. I think, he's, I think he's kind of perfect in that because like he's so... He's so like... Uh, Milk toast, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so by the end, when it when the fight actually has to happen, he isn't no, there. He's not there. Like, but my legs are broken. Like, <laughs> and the whole the whole movie, his legs are broken. He's like not help. He's not helping at all. Really, he's not bad either. He's, I had a weird thought. I also like the guy, the husband of Julianne Moore, that guy. That guy, that guy yeah, who's like horny after. Big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a weird thought that uh, that in another movie there'd be like a poor, more poorly written movie, the family would also have a dog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why didn't they? I was thinking to myself, why didn't they have a dog in this movie? And I realized it's for two reasons. One, oh, no. not to compare <laughs> the character to a dog, but they already have Ernie Hudson to generate yeah. that same kind of like something yeah. something that immediately distrusts uh, Rebecca de Mornay's character. And a beacon right. of pure good. And, and yeah. Uh, and then two. That is expendable. Uh, <laughs> yes. But two. Um, if there's a dog, she has to kill the dog, and that would kill your sympathy for her. And the movie doesn't work if you're not a little bit on Rebecca De Mornay's side. You yeah. have to be. She's so you fun. are. You have to be for. You are for a bit. Yeah. Not, even even in the middle of the movie I when she's like killing people, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, baby. I don't so, feel like I have sympathy for her. Like I feel like I'm sympathetic for her situation, but I'm like her her whole plan. Yeah. I'm like not. So sorry, the scene, the sorry, scene, contrarians. I'm the scene I'm, where I'm against the villain. Ernie Hudson is like, don't fuck with me. The pinholes of her pupils of, oh, yeah. of her eyes are just like so. So sparkly. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it she was, calls him. She calls him amazing. The, she says, "Don't fuck with me." Are yeah, like she the, does the full on slur, and the audience was just like, "Ooh," because you could yeah. tell. Because at the moment that Rebecca she says DeMornay, it twice too. She's like, "Are you?" And then he says, "Uh," and then she yeah, says, "Don't fuck with me." It's rough, and, but the audience like because the moment she appears on screen, you can just tell it, watching it with the crowd, like the, just oh, the yeah. temperature of the room changes, where everybody just goes. <gasps> 
Ooh, well, she stepped when she steps out is, from behind the school bus yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, this is awesome. I also had forgotten about the scene where she. Uh, it's the scene where she confronts the little girl's school bully and like tells him, you know, don't fuck with Emma anymore. And then as she's walking away, all the other little kids are like pointing and laughing at the bully, <laughs> and the little girl is like, "Yay!" That's so funny. I'll yeah. break your fucking. I'll rip your head off. I think she says. Oh Anyways, I'll rip your great thriller. Head head super, super fun to watch with a, with an audience. We'll uh, do it again. Yeah, yeah. but if you haven't seen the Halo Rocks. The cradle, man. Fucking go watch that movie. And, and if you haven't listened to the episode, uh, we did it several years. Ago. It's kind of one of the earlier ones, yeah, I think. Yeah. So check that. Check, check it out. Great episode. Uh, and yeah, and I mean, we're gonna be doing another screening at the. We don't know what yet, but we'll, we'll keep your. If you live in Seattle, keep your ears and eyes open for. We'll do it again. We're gonna be we'll doing. do it again as soon as possible. It was yep. very fun. Yeah. And uh, if you don't live in Seattle, get a plane ticket. <laughs> Even if you're one of our listeners in England. <laughs> England. Yeah, yeah we got Especially. some England listeners. Oh, yeah, we got some people in Australia. Really? really? If you live in Australia, it's we only some... a 36-hour plane trip. We well, some... they don't have any gasoline left. It's all post-apocalypse <laughs> out mean there. gasoline. Guzzoline. Guzzoline. The Guzzling. juice, the precious juice. They don't have the juice no more. <laughs> the precious juice. But anyway, thanks to everybody who came out, and that was super fun. And, uh, and now yeah. we're going to talk about something a lot less fun. Yeah, the military. Wow. Mm, military Ooh. justice. What are we calling this one again? Semper fudge. Semper fudge. Semper fudge. <laughs> it had so to be, didn't we're it? We're going to talk about three movies revolving around the the dubious concept, as it would as it would be, of military justice. We're going to talk about uh, 2000's, 2001's Rules of Engagement. Or no, 2000's 2000. Rules of Engagement. 2001's pre, pre The Last Cat. Castle, and a common viewer request or listener request. Finally, 2003's Basic. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think they're all well. Not maybe not the last castle, but Rules of Engagement was also a common viewer request. Was it or listener? Man, request. Come up I fucking hate this movie. All right, let's get into it. It's my duty to inform you that you've been charged with murder and that you issued an illegal order to have your Marines fire into a group of innocent civilians. Murder, sir. I want you to be my lawyer. I'm a good enough lawyer to know you need a better lawyer than me. What do we know about Colonel Hayes Hodges? He's a guy who got blown apart in Vietnam and became a cynic. Can we guarantee we get this guy? Don't take this case, son. This man has trashed the reputation of the court. If I'm guilty of this, I'm guilty of everything I've done in combat for the last 30 years. You have to be careful here. Whether a man is charged with murder or hailed as a hero is sometimes a very thin line. Sometimes you just can't win no matter what you do. What do you think? I think they're out to crucify you. It is a movie movie worth hating. I think it absolutely sucks, and but not because it's like boring or anything like that. I think it's boring. I mean, (laughs) it is boring. I was very bored during it. That was my because when you when you were texting about that and going like, "Man, this is abhorrent," I was like, "Yeah," and then I was just going like. Man, I could barely pay attention to it. It was so boring. <laughs> it's so like, and like the only thing that was interesting in it, in a bad way, was Guy Pierce's weird accent. Terrible accent. Yeah, uh, right. weird. It, it was a weird. I'm from New York or something. If it pleased right? the court. It was weird. Guy Pierce. Oh, uh, we th- we've talked about it before. How oftentimes non-American, un-American. He's and he's he's anti-American. He's on the I've record heard, being yeah. against American, like me. Uh, <laughs> but he's uh, but he is you know a lot of times the actors from like England or Australia try to uh, hang the, the American accent is hard and so they hang it on something specific, yeah. a Southern accent or a, a New York accent is very popular too. And, Looking uh, at you, you a McCracken. And we were we were watching it and just couldn't. And we were like, definitely a New York accent. And then like halfway through, like, wait a minute, is that a Boston accent? Yeah. What and then I doing? and then I looked up to see what the city was directly between Boston and New York. 
and it's Hartford, Connecticut. So my guess Hatford. is he's from Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> Ex- exactly between New York and Boston. Okay, it has to be. Yeah. So he's from. So anyway, but either way, it's awful. Anyway, my but my point was that that was that was something that st- stuck out to me in the rest of the movie. I could barely pay attention to. But you aren't wrong that this movie is abhorrent. Yes, like, it's and what else. It, and what it's saying, and it is, two, is not, over two hours long. Well, the pro- oh, the other problem with it too is that like it is it is trying to say something, but also not. It's kind of one of those movies that's going like, but like really. Where does the truth lie? And you're like, well, fucking tell me a something. Tell me a fucking <laughs> if you, you have a fucking have a point. You know, yes. it's like Steve Martin, and uh, you know, when you're telling one of some of these anecdotes. I think the point of view in this movie is very clear. I think the movie is going like, you need me on that wall kind of yes. shit, and it's just yeah. like, no, I fucking don't. Yeah, I maybe. think it, I think the point is yeah, closer to right, toughen up. People have to die sometimes for America. It's very, it's very America like late period Billy Freakin, where he's just like. Uh, it's like pr- just stirring the shit. He's just a provocateur. It's like, like, oh yeah, I love his children. I love his die. early films. Like, I love fucking Exorcist and Sorcerer, To Live and Die in L.A. I think this shit is great. French Connection, French Connection, absolutely awesome. rules. But I think that even in those really good, really good movies, you can see the streak of him. Like, I don't really know if I don't really know if these are as thoughtful as he claims that they are. I think that there are a lot of times it's sort of pure provocation. And as his career got longer. He went in that direction more and more frequently, and became like more sort of politically conservative. Like if you look at, you ever see Rampage, which is like really hard to see. It's this movie that's basically like a pro death penalty. Yeah. <laughs> which one? When was? When did this come out? Uh, it's like early '90s. It's with Michael Biehn, I think. I forget wow. who's in it. Mm, and it's like it's like a serial killer who like somebody, it, it, and it's like a pro death penalty thing. What it's, the fuck? It's fucking weird. Um, Only out on tape. It's hard to see. Well, Freakin is one of my all-time favorite directors, and also notably a huge fucking asshole. Huge asshole. Uh, who has very little consideration for the safety and feelings of his actors. And, I think most of his can, late work so is not so very on. good. I, I really like Hunted. That's great. That's one that I still like. Really good. I think we'll, we can do it on the podcast. At some, at some point, point, yeah. Uh, it takes place in Portland. Beautifully shot. Shot um, it. He actually shot, shot it. Portland. Portland, shot in Portland. Yeah. yeah, awesome. One of my favorite um, Tommy Lee Jones performances. Not like the one in this. Do you not like the Tracy Letts? Uh, collab- I don't care collabos? for the Tracy Letts things. No, I I think Killer Joe and Bug are both like, wildly I like, overpraised. I like both of those. Although I, I like Bug a lot more because, but I think they're both fun. Killer <laughs> Joe is just just to me like smarvy <laughs> edgelord, smarmy edgelord shit to me. I can't stand it. Uh, it 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 is yeah. I watched that for the first time last year, and it is one of those things where you watch it and you kind of go like, "This is wow!" But at the same time, like, I'd never watch that again. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the fucking what's point? What's the fucking point? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like, okay, you did it. Bug, well, way to go. Bug, Bug is at least more intriguing, and it introduced pretty much everybody to Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon. Yeah. So and it yeah. has and it has Ashley Judd. And so. Ashley Judd is great. But freaking can direct. Sure. Oh, oh absolutely. Looks pretty good. He's I mean, a it's great got stylist. Some of his tr- traditional sort of semi-documentary style mm-hmm. that he does. Uh, it looks pretty good, and it's very violent when it is. When it has it is a couple yeah. of like fun, at least core performances. You know, like yeah. everybody likes to see Sam Jackson in this mode. Well, it's a weird remake of A Time to Kill. And then it is, uh, yeah, it's, oh yeah. Well, he gets actually even more Sam Jackson-y in the yeah, last yeah. movie that we'll talk about. That, that is like full-on 100% Sam Jackson. This one he does a little, but that, I guess that's what I'm saying is that I think the movie, there's there's a script, that, the version of this script that wants to be that wants to be about the question of where the truth lies, which which might be interesting. Except they except in this movie they create a villain 
So that, like, you go, like, well, well, now, yeah, now I'm definitely rooting for these guys because this other guy right, like, is, what, like, an actual bad guy. What's up with Bruce Greenwood and Guy Pierce doing this <laughs> right. shit in this then movie? Those yeah. guys are, like, hey, they're, they're like, fucking uh, We're going to hang this mustache. guy out to dry. It's like he murdered. It's a war crime. But you I mean, should hang him so, out so to I mean, dry. But that's the thing is that, like, is that the, that's the thing is that that is the question, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that, if the movie was actually about that, you might have something. If the movie was actually about, is this a war crime? Is it not a war crime? No, What's no. the gray area? The movie is about is about that for a minute, and then the and then it's like this these bad guys, the higher up bad guys, going like, haha, we're gonna fuck this guy over. And you're like, well, now, so now it's just the, this guy. Now I want Sam Jackson to to win because these guys are worse yeah. or whatever. Also, after two <laughs> plus decades of drone strikes and other right? dubious American I fucking know. military it's action, so- the accountability shit yeah. in this movie is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it is fascinating uh, that this movie is pre 9-11, too. Like, you would never guess. Uh, the people yeah. we were wa- I was watching it with two people in the splice room this time, and uh, and I brought that up, and they were both like, what? It's super jingoistic, this is cl- too. clearly a post 9-11, like, jingoistic sort of Like, nope, year before. Well, here's the thing about this movie. Well, is our that- movies were getting pretty jingoistic <laughs> before that happened. I, yeah, well. This, this movie's supposed to, and it, like you said, it's a provocation, obviously, but because uh, they're... They, position this character as like extremely unlikable mm-hmm. and so the first scene that sam jackson's in he is also committing a different war crime yeah at the very beginning of the movie in vietnam in vietnam this is very crucial because and so this you're kind of like oh my the end in, but, but, in one of the most uh one of the most jaw-droppingly <laughs> offensive things i've ever seen <laughs> we, in a well, movie. we have to wait let's say we have to wait we have it's to wait incredible we, i know we talk all over the movie we have to wait till the end to talk we about really the end do because okay. it's uh, stupid I, I watched this so bad. i watched this for the first time in many years just like two or three years ago yeah. just randomly because i was like looking at some old freaking stuff and i was like oh I, I don't remember much about this rules of engagement movie and by the time it was over i was just like holy <laughs> shit yeah anyway yeah we'll get there I, I can tell you i don't remember much of this because like there's like the vietnam stuff at the beginning which is exciting because it's a war movie. sure and this guy's guys getting free. blown up and William stuff freaking you know. shooting vietnam no. Yeah, you it's, know, it's very, it's, it's very fine. opening of Jacob's ladder kind of like, oh yeah. shit, fucking stuff's popping you off. Know, and then, and then there's, then there's the, uh, the, the next, the next war crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, twenty years later, or whatever, thirty years later, whatever's, uh, and then they're like, uh, you know, uh, Sam Jackson in, uh, where are they? Yemen? Yemen, Yemen, and uh, <sighs> escape, trying to escape the uh, the American ambassador Ben Kingsley and his wife. And the the kid. sniveling American, the sniveling American ambassador. ambassador. No. It's very Michael Bay, thirteen hours. Uh, although that movie is appar- way better. It's sniveling apparatchiks. Yeah. If it was Michael Bay, Ben Kingsley would be pushed out of an airplane. Have you seen 13 Hours? I would definitely say that movie is better, yeah. yeah. I couldn't, yeah, I I couldn't if, make it through 13 Hours. I don't know if I'd hours. say really? way yeah, better, yeah, yeah. but it well, it's better. Well, it's got better action and it has a lot of Michael Bay shit that I like, but no, I mean, that movie is politically dubious to say the least. <laughs> yeah, that's also like, okay. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, there, every once in a while, not to get on another digression, but every once in a while, Michael Bay will put out a movie and people go like, "Actually, this one, Travis," and then I'll be watching. I'm like, no, oh man, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like Michael Bay. I love I love me some Thirteen Hours. <laughs> yes, it, that was the same with like, that Pain and Gain one. Like, actually, this is a little different than I watched like four seconds of it. I was like, fuck you. That's the one that people say <laughs> like this. is his actually air quotes actually good movie. Yeah. That's ridiculous. He, he doesn't for for me for my taste. He doesn't have it in him. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's no Transformers 2. The movies of his that I like the most are the f- most fucked up ones. Yeah. Ba- Bad Boys 2. Right. And uh, I'm with you. Transformers 2. Yeah. Where it's just like. And Armageddon, holy which isn't really shit. fucked up. It's just fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about all of those on the Patreon at some point. Yeah. This one, anyway. yes, we, th- there's, some ve- there's a very uh, funny thing that they do in this one. <laughs> so it opens in Vietnam, of course. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I think Sam Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones are around the same age. <laughs> yeah. Sam Jackson might be older than Tommy Lee Jones. I don't know. Um, but they are, you know, aged down. So they can, they're, they're probably both in their early 50s or late 40s when this movie was made. Something like that. I would think, actually. Who fucking knows? It's 2000. And, Who uh, could be bothered to check? There's no way to find out anyway. I don't, I don't, even, know old, I don't even know how old I, I am. Yeah, but they're but, but they're supposedly <laughs> old enough to be in the shit in Vietnam in right. this scene. It's 30 years before the action as like, that we'll get to later. Boy, are they in the shit. They are in the shit, and Sam Jackson looks fine. He, you're like sure. I mean, I, he doesn't. He doesn't look, look young enough to be uh, a soldier. Tommy Lee Jones Tommy is in a fucking Jones. chicken suit. Tommy Lee, which Jones. is weird because it's Vietnam. What's he doing in a chicken suit? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like U.S. Marshal. Tommy Lee Jones box, is, box, cannot be. He cannot be aged down. He's the man's got, crags. They put a hat on him. He has crags inside his crags. He is an old-looking <laughs> guy. Do you notice they put a hat, one of those floppy hats on him in, a that, boonie in hat. that earlier scene? Yes. To like, which I I, I was like, why is he wearing a, that hat? And I'm like, oh, I guess I think it's to like so they go like here you go. It'll this will help make you look younger, I guess. Yeah. They, they, I don't fucking Nothing know. can be done. He looks like he's a 57 year old man who is in a fucking in the shit, man. I mean, and they're not like why did they send that old old man? Yeah. To- to fight the Vietnam. I mean, the other solution is to have a younger actor who vaguely resembles him play him, and I don't know if that would work either. I think it works better that it's both of them in those early scenes. I know, scenes. I know. But it's he does look he does look old, and it's not like they're doing a thing like they did in, uh, like Spike Jones did, right. or Spike Lee did in uh, um, uh, four, The Four, four Bloods. bloods. Uh, the Five Bloods, like, where they were all the old guys with the... Uh, yeah. with the, the young guy like that works and that because of the way the story is told and because it's Spike Lee and he can just get away with doing yeah, something which, so it's fucking great interesting they are like presumably that. supposed to be in their 20s yeah <laughs> Sam Jackson looks he, I could see, you watch that I, mean, I could see him being a guy there sure it's, but it's not why it's not great it doesn't like stick out like a sore in thumb. their 20s I thought that they were supposed to be older I, I mean I they're, they're in their 20s I think they're yeah. probably supposed to be in their 30s 30 years or later and they're just their regular age yeah. Yeah, anyway, then it's 30 years later, and you're like, and this guy didn't age at all. He still looks like a very old man. Yeah. Just like he did when he was in Vietnam. And yeah. now, and well, in, in Vietnam, they do some war crime shit there. Well, yes. Sam uh, Jackson Tom, does some war crimes. Tommy Lee Jones is pinned down by the VC, and uh, it's real bad. Victor you get to Charlie? See a lot of Victor Charlie. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, that's, I guess... <laughs> Viacog, I believe. No, uh, they would, it's the same thing. Is that the same thing? They would also call. They would also say Victor. This Charlie. is the man in the black pajamas. Where they fucking yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, getting stronger. Well, while we're in the hotel room, and so on. Uh, Later, I'll tell you a, a little anecdote about where one of the most garish ethnic slurs that U.S. troops used for the VC came from. Wow! But I won't say it on the air because it's too disgusting. You have to okay. get on the Patreon. For we're gonna have another tier <laughs> that you pay. You fork over a hundred dollars, you can hear about this this ethnic slur. Yeah, <laughs> great. It's uh, I read about it in a really good book, but I was just like, holy Christ, that's terrible. But it's pretty. But it's pretty cool. William Friedkin shooting Vietnam action. He's 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 got a skill. He's got a knack for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hyper violence. This blood spurt, spurting everywhere. Yeah. And, and then what happens? And dead bodies are collecting, and Tommy Lee Jones is pinned the fuck down. There's no hope for him. And then uh, Sam Jackson has some other VC guys that they've taken prisoner, and he's pointing his gun. At, and there's like two of them, and he's like, "You stop bombing my my friend and pull out, or I'm gonna kill you, fucking guys." 
and they're like, no, and then he shoots one of them, unarmed, yeah. his, his prisoner, prisoner shoots of war him in the shoots fucking him. head, yeah. then points his gun at the second guy, and the guy's like, fine, okay. And so Tommy he Lee Jones, meanwhile, over where he is, sees the uh, VC pulling back and going like, holy shit. He's the I'm only survivor. Really, yeah. Literally dodged a bullet there. Yeah. He's the only survivor, so he's all fucked up. But he's also and like, th- now, he's, so now he's forever grateful to, S- to Sam, Sam Jackson, Jackson who he, but literally he's so saved his life. traumatized by this that he can't be a good lawyer. It yeah. ruins his <laughs> prospects of ever becoming a decent lawyer. As we find out later in life, he becomes a bad lawyer. Yeah, a drunk. It, it is. He's kind of a. I guess he's a drunk. We don't. They don't nail it on the head. Is that too true? Much. He becomes a. Ba- he's a bad lawyer because yeah. of that. <laughs> I, no, no, I don't. Oh, know. okay. He's just but a bad it, lawyer. No, like, when like you're a- saying that, I'm like, is that part of the movie? Because literally, I'm, I mean, you're going to be talking about a lot of this middle of this movie. I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't pay attention to it because it's courtroom <laughs> scenes that are extremely boring. Kevin hates courtroom scenes. But these are, but they I, do a good courtroom scene. You know, I, we've I've come around a little because we've been doing them on this show, but. These are fucking boring courtroom scenes. Yeah. They're so boring. Yeah. They're Except when Guy Pierce is talking in his bananas fucking Right, accent. but even then I don't know what he's saying. I'm yeah, just right I'm now. just like trying to figure out what the accent is. If it pleased the fucking court, <laughs> I would suggest that New York bagels are the best bagels because it's the water. Oh, give me a fucking slice. Anyway, back to Hartford with you. Back to Hartford. <laughs> Connecticut also has very good pizza from what I can hear. Um... But uh, yeah, so now, so now, f- uh, f- uh, fast forward to thirty years later, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones or is retiring, or Sam? Which one? He's of retiring. Yeah, Sam Jackson's picking up a new detail. Tommy Lee Jones is retiring. Sam Jackson goes and does war crimes. In- <laughs> he's trying to extract he's got more war crimes. He's trying to, to extract the ambassador from the embassy in Yemen, yeah. and there's a huge demonstration and a bunch of protesters outside. People and, are shooting at them, and well, allegedly people start shooting at them, and then he. Fires into the crowd and indiscriminately kills. Well, along with he orders his I men mean, to fire into the crowd and yeah. indiscriminately kill women and children. That, that's where it gets very sticky. And that's that's the whole thing is that were people shooting at them? And there's a tape later that proves that yes, yes, there were. were. And also, but also like we're watching the movie, right? It's not quite like Rashomon. We're gonna get to that later. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but it's but so it's not quite something where we're only seeing. It's like we see the scene. As it happened, and they are pinned down by gunfire, not sniper fire, right? Like machine gun fire. Yeah. And you're like, and then they're like, were people shooting at you? And you're like, what do you mean? And and, we're, and then we're as the audience supposed to kind of still then go, hmm, yeah, let's question this. And you're like, well, I mean, yeah, they were, and he massacred all those people. Right. So he did a wrong thing. It was a disproportionate response. He Just, did a wrong that, thing. That's the thing. That's, there's no question whether they yeah. were shooting. And the audience, we're, we're seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not Rashomon because we are seeing what right. actually happens. Right. Um, we don't go back later and go like, oh, we're questioning the point of view. We literally see the scene and then they go, but did it happen that way? And you're like, I yes. guess you showed it to us. So fucking, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Why did you make the movie this way if you wanted us to not yes. know and, what was and, happening? And the way Sam Jackson executes his order, first of all, they, they save Ben Kingsley and his wife, Ann Archer. And then they're, they're, they're in the helicopter. Ben Kingsley's like, whatever you, I, I thank you. I owe you my life and my family's life. I'm so appreciative. <clears throat> And but I'm sniveling, and so I'll come back, and right. you'll see how appreciative I what really am. What a coward am. I am! What a coward I am. Anyways, and, but Sam Jackson's got to go back and get the flag. Yeah. A lot yeah. of flags in these movies, especially hey, two, the first two. 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 A lot of flag horse shit, <laughs> and they're they're pulling down this flag that's been shot up, and there are, we get to see shots of the of all the uh, scary uh, Muslim people in the crowd uh-huh. shooting the flag. Yeah, you know, the flag's got bullet holes in flag. it. Oh boy! Don't shoot my flag! And uh, they pull the flag down. <laughs> 
and deliver it to the helicopter. And then and then Sam Jackson's seeing like a bunch of his Marines have been shot and stuff like that. And then he's talking to Blair Underwood, mm-hmm. who is his like second in command or whatever. He's like, and he's like, are you telling me you want me to fire into the crowd? And he's like, yes, goddammit, waste the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That's how he delivers the order. Yes, they deserve order. to die, and I hope they burn in hell. And we do see some, there's like snipers that they're concerned about, and there's people in the crowd that are firing at them. But and and so they literally mow down the but entire. But they achieved their objective people. and could very well just leave, and that will be the end of it. Sure, and then and then we also uh, like after this, this is really fucked up, and the, and the movie's not pulling any punches. There is women and children being like yep. shot in the face, and it's pre- it's pretty it's really gnarly. And then you get this like kind of crane shot spinning around and of J- Sam Jackson surveying mm-hmm. the absolute carnage of what's like eighty three people dead and probably more like a hundred injured or something like that. Uh, and then, and this is when we were introduced to Bruce Greenwood, who's this like basically the villain, the main yeah. villain, not he's the guy a, he's who, at the State Department, not the guy who massacred eighty three people yeah. Yeah. in a movie that doesn't Department. need a villain because right. the yes. movie should be about what what is the question of uh, you know what what is the question of how far well, these goddamn he bureaucrats don't know what it's like to murder eighty three civilians. But it's funny because then they create they create before? a bureaucrat char- character yeah. so that they go like, well, there's a villain, this is a bad guy. It's, it's like guy. the whole, have you ever been in combat before? Then you have no, you get to say nothing about any of this shit. Yeah. You're like, okay, like, well. Uh, is then. that right? Yeah. <laughs> is that correct? Um, but Ugh. Bruce Greenwood is introduced, uh, like basically like hearing about this and saying in so many words, like, there are 50 other, he could have fired above the crowd, warning shots, this and that. There are 50 other fucking things that he could have done other than this. So, yes. Which is un- absolutely un- unmistakably, correct. Unmistakably, it is a disproportionate response, and Sam Jackson is unquestionably guilty in it, of it. And we're, I guess we're, we're at some, <clears throat> it's, I guess we're supposed to come around to whether or not it's cool to massacre people if I, you're yeah, in danger. I don't understand That's it what at the all. question is, the central question. I have no idea what, what's going on here. What if the people, what, but what if the people are like scary Muslim stereotypes? Right. That are like shouting in a, a I mean, foreign I, language the, the and que- holding up signs. And that's, and then maybe that's why they invented the villain because the, because then the question comes down to whether or not it was disproportionate or whether or not they were being shot at at all or whatever and there's right. this whole tape that that comes into play that then <clears throat> yeah. the villain that then bruce greenwood throws in the fire and the destroys tape has the footage of the people in the crowd firing essentially that they're he, gonna try to suppress so that because he's like because he's like well we want we want they're like we got to pin it all on this guy or this shit's gonna come down on the american public or the american the yes. government yeah the, the, like, the notoriously <laughs> the notorious uh, american public that constantly wants accountability from its fucking Seriously. military actions. i know the american I mean, people <laughs> it's so hard to not be like even more cynical about this movie than i probably would have been especially after time. like obama too and his incredible drone strike uh you know there's that yeah campaigns but and even, even there a, and even the inability of anybody in right, the government sure. to, to like uh, with the Get like, january done. 6th uh, protesters yeah it's there's like a absurd. lot of footage of that and they're like well i don't know they, they seem pretty good no oh, okay. it's all gonna come down on the administration no it won't oh my no. god the american people by and large and this is just throughout the, the last 100 years or whatever are bloodthirsty monsters yeah. who don't give a fuck about this sort of thing exactly they they uh like sent the melee massacre guy who was just a fucking psychopath who killed a bunch of people for no reason they bailed him out of jail after yeah. being in there for like five years and celebrated like reagan like shook his hand and shit like that yeah. fucking like none of this makes any this happens in movies all the time though because you got to have some sort of like liberal squish yeah. strong and they made like they made that kid out in minneapolis to be like sam jackson in this movie yes <laughs> yeah no shit you know he had to do what he, he had, had to, to do, do it yes 
The American people won't stand for uh, Starbucks being looted for military atrocities. It's like absolutely we will. <laughs> the American people will totally stand for that shit, and half of them will celebrate. The it. media barely reports on it, so you know who cares. <laughs> yes. So so yes, his old friend Tommy Lee Jones, uh, terrible lawyer, going to come out of retirement to help. To like, he's the only he's the only one who he's get me the chicken suit lawyer. Him. And no, and Tommy Lee Jones, like nobody wants him to do this because they're like because because they, basically they're like. Well, he massacred all those people. He gave the orders to massacre all those people. Why are you doing this case? In- including this is stupid. His, his son, Nikki Cat. His son, Nikki Cat. In the least fun Nikki Cat performance of <laughs> yeah. all time. Because he's playing just a regular guy. He's playing a wad. He's just he playing a sort kid. Of- he's not funny or doing like, or being fun or like saying gross, hilarious jokes nope. or anything. He should be. He's always got to play a Nicky Cat character, in he's, my opinion. He's not Even in, in Insomnia. He's like a softened version of a Nicky Cat character. He has that and great in joke in Insomnia. Yeah. Yes, the, the great joke. <laughs> Two thumbs. Uh, but in this one, he's he's barely introduced as like sort of like a liberal like. He's like the guy fucking killed uh, innocent people, Dad. He's he's, he's, like he's Tommy Lee Jones' ideologically disappointing son. It's yeah. amazing to me because, but then they drop that immediately because, like, yeah. the, you don't see later him on. He's the like, the "All movie. right, Dad," I and like then you. he's just like, "I'm proud of you, Dad." That's oh, okay, really okay. It's amazing to me. It. Nikki Cat's playing this character in this because the year before he was in the Limey playing yeah. playing a character <laughs> that couldn't be couldn't be fucking. Oh wait, no, no, not Hitler. He's Hitler in uh, in full frontal. full frontal. No, no, no. In the Limey, he's just, he's like. Uh, He's like one of these, uh, you know, fucking. He's a hired goon. Dirtbag goons. Yeah, yeah. He plays a really good. Dirt and he's bag. fucking. Oh, it's him and Joel. Uh, uh, who's the guy who's Austin. in the? Who's in those like? Uh, Andy Andy Warhol like movies. <laughs> Joe D'Alessandro. Yeah, Joe D'Alessandro on him. <laughs> it's fucking great. Anyway, but it's just it's so funny because Nicky Cat's such a. He's like one of those ringer mm-hmm. character actors. Where you put him in the right part, and you're gonna be like, oh man, this guy's gonna steal every scene he's in. And then in this one, they're nope. like. You are going to be playing a boring person. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Well, who we get to play, play this bland, nothing character? Also, uh, I but also Jimmy Gator to, is his dad. Also, wanted to point out Jimmy Gator's his dad, and it's funny because uh, Philip Baker Hall does look quite a bit older than Tommy Lee Jones. But he is older than him. He's f- 15 years older than him. <laughs> I looked it up just because I had to be sure. I'm like, they they both look old, like old. Like he could. Just make it his brother or something. I don't know yeah, if he needs yeah. to Philip be his Baker dad. Philip Baker Hall wouldn't wrap it up when he was 15 years old. <laughs> so he had to he had to grow up real fast. <laughs> but that's <laughs> the way it was back in those days. You don't think it was his pullout game was weak? He just refused? Sorry, son. My pullout game was weak. Yeah, No, he would just refuse. He, he was happy to spread that seed around. <laughs> He's a true cock. That's fan. the whole problem with his character in Magnolia, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, not the whole problem. And so forth. <laughs> PBH, man. He won't wrap it up. That's the one thing we know about that guy. Coxman, PBH. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to take a nap while you guys talk about the middle of the movie, I guess. Nothing happens in the middle of the movie. They just do the case. That's Guy it. Guy Pierce is introduced. Oh, sorry. I just woke up. Did you finish? That's it. Did there's, you finish talking about the movie? There's two villains. Guy Pierce, I don't believe, is one of the villains. Guy um, Pierce is inter- He's He is like a uh, on the on the level. He's just trying to do his job. But he, he, he believes what he believes. But he's, they certainly villainize him, yeah. though. They, I don't, I they play him as that. a villain at the very end when he's like, you know, we're gonna go after him for this other stuff too, right? I guess, I guess maybe they from play the perspective him, they of play the movie, him as a villain. but you could easily just shift the perspective of the movie to be about Guy Pierce's character, and Absolutely. you wouldn't have to change much. Well, that's what I'm. That's I'm saying. That's a big problem with he's the movie. Always, he's right every time he's doing yeah, it. Exactly. I say at the very least, they don't give him like straw man arguments, or they don't make him seem like he's. A shitty lawyer. He is giving the arguments that you right. should and would give, and they're correct. Yeah, yeah, I just think they're playing him up 
more like more of a villain. Yeah, it's it reminded me also of a Time to Kill, where it's like mm-hmm. you got the you got the shitty prosecutors like Kevin Spacey, right, in that movie. Sounds right. And and he's the prosecu- he's prosecuting uh, Sam Jackson for murdering those guys, and it, but they they also make him like a hissing racist, and it's like, but he's right. I mean, you can't murder people. It's but not yeah, okay. They do. That's what they do in, in movies like this. Generally, is, yeah. is also his gifts is give they got to make sure that you agree with the general idea behind the movie. It's but like you said, bullshit. making right. him a hissing racist, they always give him another quality where you go like, ooh, I don't like this fucking yeah. guy. I don't. They don't. I don't feel like they do that with guy. Well, Peterson. there is that accent. It, the accent, but is that... His? He just seems like a douche. He's kind of like Kevin Bacon in A Few Good Men, who's yeah, all, yeah. also kind of like a, a dickwad. But it's, yes, but not a, but not really not a an out-and-out out bad guy, But it's I like, guess. I feel like, that's what I mean, I feel like they're playing him up in a lot of scenes as like as like a fucking, like a douche, because he's going after the character that you're... Supposed that you're, to be that rooting like, That you like, or yes. whatever. And so he's like, and this, and you're, and you're going like, no, wait! And then also and he's going, also kind of like, you're like, not no, a very wait. good lawyer, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, and it's which is also, again, also... Correct. We also find out that Tommy Lee Jones was 67th in his class. Oh boy! Of 67, possibly. We 67 don't know. years ago. He's just the, he's dumb and he's a bad lawyer. Oh, one scene. And he's I, a drunk. One scene I did like was where they, uh, where him and Sam Jackson like have a big brawl. Yeah, that I was. Did, fun. I did like that scene. <laughs> They yes. get drunk and try to beat each other Because it's like up. it's a classic scene where they have a fucking brawl, and he's like, because he's fucking pissed at him for not telling him something. You know, he's like, did you? T- this actually- is after Tommy Lee Jones gets back from Yemen, because Tommy Lee Jones goes all right. the way to Yemen, right, to he, do to, he, to investigate the scene. It's almost as good as the scene where Riggs and Murtaugh fight in Lethal Weapon Three, because he shot that kid <laughs> on the boat. Yeah, yeah. That's great, uh, but okay, I like so it's like classic scene where they where they wrestle and brawl and they're angry and then at the end are like laughing and drunk <laughs> or whatever. I I am in a lot of pain. We are we're in trouble. Punch, we were punching each other full on in the face. We so are we're old old, old men. Yeah. <laughs> These bruises are. The, I to, broke furniture. Both of us need to spend a week in the hospital. Yeah. I have four broken ribs. Those don't heal. Those aren't <laughs> Not at my heal. age. At my age, they don't heal. <laughs> we're just gonna have to pull those out, throw them right on the grill. Just pull those ribs out, throw them out on the grill. Got yourself a stew. They huh? eat Tommy Lee Jones's ribs. They do. It's a weird. We didn't talk about that. Very weird. It's one of the rules of engagement. I hope these ribs taste good. Cook out these ribs. Get those ribs out of meat yourself. Meat meat I hope they burn in hell. Cook some of these ribs, please. Hey guys, how's the me? <laughs> I don't want any. Well, give me a bit of bite. I smell pretty good. <laughs> I smell very good. Uh, I want you to search every rib house, <laughs> rib house, <laughs> Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Tommy Lee Jones, he, he goes to Yemen, yeah. and is I, I don't do you know where they shot? He just this parties stuff? the whole time. Mexico, probably. I have no idea. Uh, this, this, I don't know. Area. It might have been Morocco. No, it was, was a, it was Morocco. I saw yeah. it. Morocco. I think it's Morocco. It looks like a resort or something like that. It doesn't look <laughs> right. It looks like a a winery or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, but anyways, um, there, he's like looking at the bullet holes and stuff. But then he's but he's also getting an education in the whole because like you've pointed out, mm-hmm. this movie is doing a, sometimes doing a half-assed like both sides sort of thing. So right. he fi- he finds. I like, think that this- originally whoever wrote the script because this was rewritten. Oh yes, yeah, a, like a, like heavily rewritten. Same with the last castle. <clears throat> and and I think or it seems like originally that was the quest of whoever wrote it originally was like mm-hmm. I'm going to write a movie that is going like where you're going like. Yeah, we we're gonna this guy this guy's the hero. And we're gonna get him off, and then Tommy Jones goes in and you go like, wait a minute though. Actually, maybe it's very bad what he did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they, they very they do a half-hearted, <laughs> and th- and this is the portion of the movie where they're doing that because Tommy Lee Jones finds a makeshift like uh, uh, infirmary mm-hmm. where like all the injured <clears throat> women and children are, and he finds this 
this this little girl this this is another fucked up thing uh but there's this little girl hobbling around with one leg on crutches and she's just constantly like staring at him like look what you and your people did and and Tommy Lee Jones meets the doctor who's like I'm just some innocent doctor yummy doctor guy and look at all the horror that that the Americans created and Tommy Lee Jones is like I don't care for that one bit <laughs> flies all the way flies home starts boozing uh immediately starts boozing on the plane you, you see him down one shot and then he's like give me another one and you're like, ooh, he's getting drunk. Just give him just, leave, just flying, leave the bottle. He's flying back to America from Yemen. It's a long flight. It's a long flight, so he gets very drunk if he's drinking like this the whole way through. <laughs> Eventually, shows you, you'd up. assume he'd pass out, but it's Tommy Lee Jones, <laughs> so who knows? He's a drinker. And he shows, and this is where he shows up at Sam Jackson's, and he's like, you motherfucker, <clears throat> you did this atrocity, I'm mad. They fight, and then they laugh, and you're like, oh, I guess we got past that. Yeah. Uh, and then he... Um, uh, I don't know. Then there's like a hundred courtroom more courtroom scenes. stuff, and they're all the same. And they finally dig. They, they, they fe- it feels like they shot all of them the fucking same day. Even okay, now put another person. And they up finally there. dig Let's up the tape this. that the that the suits are trying to suppress. They find it. Well, well, they get it. No, they never get the tape. No, R- Greenwood burns. Greenwood the, burns the, the, burns the tape. He finds oh, this tape. He finds this cassette tape. Um, at the, it's just on the ground at the infirmary at the, in yeah. Yemen, and because like the argument on the uh, of Guy Pierce's side is that they is that all the people that were killed were innocent, and uh, and and then the argument from Tommy Lee Jones is that they act they're not innocent. They were a bunch of radical jihadists and mm. and all this sort of thing. And so they play this tape, and he makes the doctor on the stand like translate what the tape says. And it's like, uh, America is the great Satan, and go kill all of America. Uh, it, it, like, one of the quotes, because it's, it's like, well, this is a thing that they also point out, is that uh, they, they pass these tapes around because there's high illiteracy rates in Yemen, so they listen to the tapes to rile them up because they can't read. Good. Right. And, uh, and it says, to kill all Americans and to plunder their possessions. So not just kill us, but steal from us. Well, so very, Bruce Greenwood sees bad. that tape, and Bruce Greenwood goes like, uh, nope, and he throws it in the fire. No, no, that's the videotape of the people. This is, oh, this, this the is audio an audio tape. tape. There was an audio tape, too? God, yes. fuck this, this movie. And they have this, God, and he, and he presents the this. Well, he, <laughs> and he, so it's like, and so he's building the case that these people no, deserve to be massacred. And he, he Oof, gets Ben Kingsley, building the case. He gets two ben tapes, Kingsley to come on the stand and lie about it right. and say Kingsley that the crowd is peaceful. And then Tommy Jones goes to his house and goes like, Ben Kingsley's wife, would you testify that he was a hero? Heroically saving you, and she's like, Jackson I don't. I'm not gonna throw. Him. Literally did save her, and she's like, I'm not gonna throw my life under the bus there, Buster. And he's like, All right, that sucks. That's too bad. All right, and then there goes that idea. Well, I'm uh, back to the drawing back to the board. drinking, back to square one, <laughs> which is whiskey. I crawl back into a bottle again. And then guy doesn't guy Pierce get Sam Jackson to do? Yes, they deserve a die, and I hope they burn <laughs> in hell. Almost Pretty word much. for word. Yeah. Where he he he, he like it, it is a classic. He's like, did you say waste the motherfuckers? You're goddamn, yeah, goddamn right, right, I did. And I'm glad I killed him. And I bathed in that blood. <laughs> it's what it's a quintessential like. Wow, that didn't go well. Sort of <laughs> like Sam Jackson does does like as poorly yeah. on the stand as he could possibly imagine. Like they this, say, shout him. It's Chowder, Chow- Frenchie. You idiot. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill every single one of you. Especially those of you in the jury. I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. It's pretty much all. It's I'll pretty kill much all that of scene. You. Well, wow, that didn't go well. <laughs> He's a terrible on the stand. It, like the the movie is like doesn't we know what the case is? And the movie presents the case as it is. Yep. And that but and then he's like not guilty. <laughs> Spoiler alert at the end, not yep. guilty. And we're supposed to go like yay. Yeah. Because I mean, we don't care. It, we it, don't care when this shit happens. It like goes so it goes so it goes not guilty. And well, then, no, not yet. 
What happens before that? Well, then they get uh, the POW from Vietnam to come on oh, the stand. Well, before that, right. <laughs> so the POW from Vietnam, the one that he didn't shoot, that stopped them from yes. massacring Timely Jones. Testifies from, from in court that, that, that Sam Jackson did, in fact, execute a POW yeah. and it, that he was right to do it. <laughs> yep. This is the linchpin of Tommy Lee Jones' defense. <laughs> and that, because and that, it saved all those because lives. Because it saved American because, lives. Because the other point in here was that <clears throat> was that he'd already lost three Marines in mm-hmm. Yemen, and so what, was he supposed to just lose more soldiers? Yeah. Right. Or the answer to that question sp- is, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. But, well, uh, no, the answer <laughs> to the question is what we were talking about, what Bruce Greenwood says in right. the beginning, where he, like, there's 50 other things that he could have done. Right. The disproportional but I mean, response. Yeah, if he was going to, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter, uh, but like th- this is the uh, this is the amazing part because this is this is what wins him the case yeah. because Guy Pierce brings this guy on board and he's like this is this is our, how how we win and Tommy Lee Jones is like no actually because like what he says after after the guy goes yeah this guy killed my my man unarmed yep. he was unarmed he was a prisoner we killed him that's against the rules of the rules of engagement mm-hmm. as they do say a couple times in this movie yeah. and uh, and then and then Tommy Lee Jones and it's like that scene at the end of. Uh, a time to kill. Yeah. Where it's like now imagine. Yeah. That she was white. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes like, "Would you have done the exact same thing?" And he goes, "Yes." And everyone goes, "Oh, we got him." The V, the VC leader would have done the same thing. So he's he's obviously in the right. Unbelievable. It's very crazy. So it's very not crazy. guilty. So not guilty. Uh, not he's guilty. He's guilty on one count, but he's not guilty of this of the severe ones. Right. Yeah. And and murder would be like the big one that that they're they're, yeah. they're concerned that he's going to get the death penalty for or something like that. Right. He's he's guilty. It says here. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Says he's guilty of the minor charge of breach of the peace. Yes. <laughs> Cleared of conduct unbecoming though, and murder. I also did want to point out. Waste the motherfuckers. Apparently not conduct unbecoming. That's that's perfectly fine. Sure. There's one part where they put in like a real. They put a real. Uh, un- they really underline what they're trying to say in it, where Sam Jackson is kind of like having a flashback of the events. That happened, and it's like fleshing out the things that we we didn't really see much of during yeah. the scene. And Sam Jackson is like nobody else can see because they're hiding from the crowd. And Sam Jackson at one point like leaned. O- this is in the action in Yemen at the beginning, but it's a flashback to it. And Sam Jackson during this scene apparently leaned over the parapet and saw all the people in the <laughs> yeah. crowd shooting, including. The he's, little girl who has a missing leg, who has like is holding a gun, a pistol, one handed, is firing at him. Jesus, so but it's like that, yeah, yeah, she had it little, coming. That too. little lady had I a strong that, grip. I thought that was a fantasy. Scene. I d- yeah, I don't know. I it think could that, be. It I could think be. that's like him having like a vi- the, that that's like in his mind that he was like everyone was shooting at him, even this little girl, and but also because also the little girl didn't. I think she got one leg because he. One of his soldiers blew off one of her legs. Right. I think it's okay. Yeah. So she wouldn't. I mean, idea. the one-legged girl wouldn't have been shooting at him from the crowd because she would have had two legs. What? In the fantasy, it's not really happening when the little girl's shooting at him, right? That's a fantasy. I don't know. I think it must be. Kevin's right because she didn't always. I mean, she had lost her leg in the attack. So she doesn't she have. She doesn't have one leg in the flashback. Oh. Oh, but I also don't. Th- in the flashback, she's just in the crowd firing at him, and, and and that's and that's where yeah. I think you're supposed to go. Oh shit! Even the little girl was was a danger. Oh, uh, what so I the thought. The girl got who got her blow, her leg blown off, and we're supposed to be like, oh man, look uh, at the consequences. No, she deserved those consequences. The way she I was s- shooting a gun. See that? So the way I saw it was that that ha- Sam Jackson was because that was he's having like a fever dream kind of thing. It could. And it could that's be. what he saw. He saw that everybody was shooting at him, and so in his mind, what he did was right because everybody was fucking shooting at me. It's entirely possible. Yeah. But it, 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 well, the movie, what a, well, the movie doesn't it, say one anyway, way or What a piece of shit movie, then. <laughs> the movie if you, can't, you can't even fucking do that part right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Fuck you, Friedkin. Yeah. Well, so the worst part is at the very, very end. <laughs> yeah, now, now we're now we're after it. he's been okay, basically exonerated, God. and they goes outside, and the and the Vietnamese guy is there's out there. There's protesters yelling at him. Yes, there's, there's people protesters that are mad. yelling, and 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 they've you know, and Guy Pierce is vowing to like get him on the other charges and, and all this stuff. But they, the, Sam Jackson and the Vietnamese guy salute each other in the last shot of the movie. And well, just, the, the Vietnamese guy salutes him. Salutes him, yeah. yeah. Salutes him. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely important, disgusting. It's, impor- it's important that that guy salutes him first. They don't just look at you like, oh, he like looks at him and goes, right. I'm saluting, you know, soldier to soldier or great, something. You are a great, great man. You're a great, great man who's done more than more than a handful of war crimes. So disgusting. The war crimes are fine, and you're. I guess you're supposed to be like, well, the two guys who are in combat, they get it. They know what the, the ones they know what the stakes are. Yes. They understand the consequences Clearly of their that's actions. What we're, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. What I take away from it is. Uh, because the government put a gun in his hand, nobody bears any responsibility for what he does with it. Yes. Uh, and I just not him really or the government or the government. Although then it has these hilarious uh, as if it's real. It has like it has like text with it. That, as that if Bruce it's real. Greenwood and the ambassador both were like convicted of perjury and destroying evidence, and they lost their jobs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so really, at least some at least some people were held accountable. But it's really funny because it's like that thing you put at the end of a, a movie of a about real, real movie, people yeah. that's like, and then Ray Charles died or whatever. They should have know? pictures of Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> with the guy that he's playing at the end. Just some <laughs> other, just some random but it's guy. Still, yeah, it's still, still fiction. It's, it's, it's still like, fictional, it's from yeah. Getty, it's from Getty Images. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a stock photo of a the guy. The real, the real this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real in quotes. But it, they, it's it, like it, not a great movie. It's a pretty bad movie throughout, but it's very embarrassing because it, it's like the boom, 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 where, like, yeah. where you get the salute and you're like, oh my God. Uh, everybody in the splice room just went boom. When the salute is like, <laughs> oh my God. Really and then sucks. it goes like, don't worry, all those sniveling, pencil-necked bureaucrats <laughs> got fired yeah. and they got found out and exposed exposed because they're liberal squishes and losers it just goes out on like the sourest most embarrassing note imaginable the thing is is that if it was like just that like the bruce greenwood character was like a liberal and like he was right or something but he also just does he they do villain they he does like things that are like they perjure he's a villain he's and he's and he's a villain and it's just like okay what at least they showed restraint that like they, they they just like got fired or resigned right. their positions and said yeah. he could have like gone executed. he could have just kept going and they, he was summarily executed and everyone was glad the president himself <laughs> shot him in the head and the and all of America cheered and then that Viet that Viet Cong soldier saluted the president for doing it they God. brought out a guillotine from a museum <laughs> and chopped his head off in so front gnarly. of can we get can we get a montage like of uh, just that that Viet Cong soldier going around and saluting different <laughs> war criminals. <laughs> <laughs> They're saluting Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh boy! <laughs> we need to get him saluting Kyle. R- like it's him, him saluting it's him Kyle Rittenhouse. It's him with the crying. Viking guy from the uh, the QAnon thing. <laughs> yeah. The shaman. George hey. Bush with the mission accomplished thing behind him. You don't get to talk about crimes unless you've done those crimes. That's the way the law works. Unless you've actually done the crimes yourself, you can't speak about it. Uh, so that's, that was that's how it is. Rules of I, oh, I did, I did want to point out. Yeah, William Freakin. I did want to point out that the movie was the story was by Senator Jim Webb. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he might have became a senator after that. I don't know what his fucking deal was, but he, he was he is an army veteran, mm-hmm. and he did run for president in 2016. You might remember him in the debates with uh, Hillary and Bernie Sanders in 2016. I do not. And uh, he ran as a Republican. He ran as a Democrat. I mean, a Democrat. Okay. He was an extremely. He was a hawk. His, he's a Democratic hawk. Like oh, okay. even more hawkish than hillary um, wow yes i mean like i'm not surprised totally but that is a lot 
Yeah, I mean, he had no fucking place on the, in the Democrat Party at that time. Mm. Um, but he, he kind of famously, or like the only thing that he was really famous for at the time was referring to himself killing a Viet Cong soldier oh. in, in a, a debate. I hope that guy saluted him afterwards. <laughs> it was either in a speech or in a debate, and he goes like, oh, well, I killed this one guy, and... Uh, <laughs> and, and I bathed glad, in his blood. I ate I'm, his heart. And and took I'm his courage, glad, and I'm glad I did. Basically, words to that effect. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't have the exact quote, but you can look it up. Jesus, it's Jim Webb, Senator Jim Webb, presidential <laughs> presidential candidate, uh, co-screenwriter of <laughs> Rules of Engagement. Ugh. And well, never, no, Stephen Gagan wrote the screenplay. And Gagan, for God's sake. And then his apparently first, his first movie. Yeah, and then apparently Webb. Well, I was reading on Wikipedia before. Yeah, but apparently Webb was like. Uh, was like not happy with the changes and stuff. Yep, him and it, so, Webb and Gagan were buttonheads. So it's hard to tell what right. the original thing was because it apparently got uh, all all you know chopped apart. Freaking so. freaking got his mitts on it too and, and fucked around with it. I shirt. wonder, you know what? I'm wondering if uh, just just maybe to be charitable to some of the creative people involved here that it was actually worse than what turned out. Maybe that, that he wasn't on, he was unhappy with the changes because guys some like Gagan and Freakin came in and said like well let's add some ambiguity to this right which right although I feel like the movie that you get at the end despite that is still like ambiguity is for pussies but that's me that's I just feel that I, I feel like Friedkin might say that out loud at some point too yeah <laughs> ambiguity is for pussies and you know what Sorcerer would have been the biggest hit ever if Star Wars hadn't come out yeah which is a funny thing he always he always he keeps bringing up. <laughs> Because he's like, it's damn Star Wars came out, and so that's why Sorcerer was a bomb. And you're like, okay, sure, okay. And then people can't take movies seriously anymore, and you're like, I mean, I, I do love Sorcerer, settle down, but, dude. But Sorcerer fucking absolutely rules. Yeah, too, I mean, so. no question. I'm, I'm Free, saying that's one of his, that's one of his very best movies, and also shut the fuck up, you, you well, so shut, yeah. stop, stop, stop whining. You I bitch. can't, I can't say enough. Free, <laughs> yeah. Freaking is uh, absolutely, I love him as a director, and some he's made some of my favorite movies. He sucks. He's an he's asshole. Like sort of a loathsome individual. <laughs> he's a yeah. loathsome person. But I mean, that's a, that's the deal. It be, happens sometimes. Being like mean to your actors and uh, and uh, that kind of thing, I'm like, yeah, okay. I, but li- then, I like but that. Then, but then, but then, don't don't like forty years afterwards. Right. Keep going on record whining about how a different movie was a bigger hit than yours. Yeah. Like what? What? Fu- he seems like what? a real just fragile snowflake. I don't know. In, in his own yeah. way. He's a, like I, like a lot of these uh, kind of iconoclastic directors from uh, and and just uh, personalities have become fascinating weird old men like yeah. Schrader as well. Oh boy, Who, who's not necessarily as hateful as Friedkin, but no. Schrader is a, another. A he's car- still a making character. good movies though. Yeah, yeah, he's still making, but he's a fucking character. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah for sure. Just, you're like who, who? What kind of what kind of person is like this? <laughs> All right, you fucking nut. Do you have any more lines from this so we can get uh, out of this? Th- this is we um, disengage. This yeah. is a hippie when uh, Sam Jackson is going to is going to court, and so some like sniveling hippie comes up to him and goes, "Lieutenant fucking baby killer, fuck you!" And spits on Jeez. him. Spits on him. Not nice. Remember? Yeah. Come yeah. back. We come back from war and get spit on. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, that's that's real shit, man. Yeah. If I'm guilty of this, I'm guilty of everything I've done in combat for the last 30 years. Oh, yep. finally somebody said something correct. Yeah, I mean, that's how, like, it's not a, it, it is just a, like, very forthright, he is committing war crimes, but the war crimes are good, or are fine, at least. Uh, I don't want to start, <laughs> this is where Sam Jackson is, is uh, like, hiring Tommy Lee Jones, to, to, and he's like, why do you want me? I'm terrible or he goes, I don't want some Starbucks drinker who's never been shot at. <laughs> Starbucks drinker. 
I think Starbucks comes up again. Hey, if, you live, in, if you live in Seattle, you could get shot at drinking Starbucks these days. Hey, uh, Seattle times. is dying. Sca- Seattle is dying. Seattle is dying. Scary times. I haven't. I go to Starbucks. I'm from Seattle, I'm, so I'm spend most of my time at Starbucks, <laughs> and I've been shot at numerous times. <laughs> just just this week by homeless people. Yeah, the unhoused. The unhoused. Let's do ratings. Are shooting at me at Starbucks. Ratings. I'm gonna give this one and a half Juds. Mm. That's fair. Uh, because I think <laughs> it's really fucking boring and uh, completely uh, aberrant. Just uh, I hated it. Uh, the only reason it's getting that high of a rating is because it's uh, hard to not enjoy Samuel L. Jackson doing his shouting. Uh, I like Tommy Lee Jones in this mode, and the Vietnam stuff at the beginning was suitably gory. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it zero Douglases. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 acceptable war crimes. <laughs> That's about that many, too. Uh, I mean, I, I think one and a half is is good because it is uh, absolutely <laughs> fucked up. It's disgusting. Or, yeah, it's it's nasty. It's the sort of stuff that uh, it's it's will always be amazing to me that this is a pre-9-11 movie. Yeah. It's got some very falling down vibes where you're supposed to be like, oh, there's a legitimate argument here. Yeah, well, he's just not saying, wrong. We're right. just saying, just devil's advocate, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> fuck off. But what if war crimes are okay? Sometimes huh? we need war crimes and they're awesome. And also, fuck them, who cares? Like, cool. <sighs> Good stance. Let's make a whole movie about it. Stephen Gagan, writer of Traffic and Doolittle. Director of Doolittle. Director of Doolittle. Well, one of them. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't he that? What was it? He got we, fired. Did we do one of, a movie that he directed to? Abandoned. Abandoned. Abandoned, yeah. Uh, Katie Holmes. Yeah. Which was also like not what you think. Like This movie is not saying what you think it is <laughs> no, saying. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was about how much he loved college. Um yeah, but but William Freakin kind of you know direct you know, the the technical stuff like the Vietnam scenes and all is all pretty it's well done whatever, yeah. but yeah one and a half zero Douglases just nothing even remotely like I don't, are there even any women in this movie I'm not sure there are Barely. Ann Archer oh Ann Ann Archer of course right yes playing Ann Archer in the Ann Archer role <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, I am gonna give it. <laughs> 10 out of 10, Tommy Lee, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones ribs being <laughs> eaten, <laughs> falling off the bone. That's a good meat. Draw very my tender, rib. very tender. Draw my, how's, my, how's my ribs? <laughs> Pretty good. I'm going to give it one and a half Juds as well. This movie uh, sucks the more you think about it, and then when we talk about it, it's like, ugh. Jeez, and I, it, I would, it would maybe get more if it wasn't so fucking boring too. Like I barely remember like so much of it. Really slows. And it down. wasn't that long ago. I watched it earlier this week, so yeah. it wasn't like a month ago or something. I watched it. I just watched it, and it's like, ugh, get me out of here, get me out of this fucking courtroom. Uh, you do love a good courtroom drama. <laughs> zero, zero. This might be a zero Douglas show. That's uh, possible. No, no, no. There's a little bit of Douglas in, in basic, just a little, mm, okay. a shred. If you say, if you say so. Uh, that's not how I remember. Uh, but, uh, but uh, and I'm gonna give it one salute heard around the world. Mm. You know what? I, you know, I was just thinking it would have been funny because you know how this ends with the with the like the title cards. Yeah. What if the when he did the salute, it was like the whatever the song from Animal House, bam, 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 because Animal House also ends with the that title song cards. Is Louis Louis, yeah, yeah, Louis Louis, and American Graffiti bam, bam, too. Bam. 
Bum, bum. But I think it'd be fun. The, the Beach Boys would be less funny than the Louie yeah. Louie. While, while, while they're saluting each other, Louie Louie. And then it says those guys, those guys lost Lee their Jones. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he went on being 70 for the rest of his life, Bruce just like Green- he was when he was 20. Mm. Bruce Greenwood <laughs> got kicked in the balls by everyone in America. They all stood in line. It was great. <laughs> That's why they punish people in Australia. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sparaging the boots, bootable offense. <laughs> All right, so we fucking we made it through that. All right, so that's pre nine eleven. So let's cross over. Although this would have been made before nine eleven. That's true. But came out shortly after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, right? it's the last castle. The last castle written and directed by uh, written by and directed by anyway. Well, I believe Lurie? So. Rod Lurie. Rod Lurie. Yeah, he's he's a writer director guy. Former yeah. film critic yeah. for Newsweek, I believe, but former film critic Rod Lurie. His career made him a legend. Three stars. They should be naming a base after the man, not sending him here. One mistake. Disregard of direct verbal orders resulting in the death of eight American soldiers. Cost him his freedom. What do you expect from your time here at the castle? Nothing. Do my time, go home. That is the perfect answer. Afternoon, sir. This thing that you're doing with your hand, grabbing your hair, what's that? That was a salute. A salute? No, I don't think so. What are you doing? Saluting amongst prisoners is prohibited. You get on Winter's bad side, you're done. I'm not fighting anyone or anything anymore. Dad, you're a great man. You've done so much for this country. Twice in the last year, there have been accidents. The men have been hit in the head and killed. I've been hearing some pretty disturbing things about what goes on in here. But until you spend some time in the yard with those animals, you have no idea what happens in there. I think more than, more than one writer... That's worked on this. Uh, it's uh, isn't it like a famous writer that worked on I this? Like a TV writer, Mark Twain. Oh, Mark Twain from, from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yes, <laughs> this again. <laughs> that's that's uh, an episode of Next Generation where they commit war crimes. They violate the Prime Directive and murder an entire civilization. Oh, I know we talked about this on like the last episode. Graham Yost. Oh, oh Graham yeah, Yost wrote right. Speed. Yeah. Yes, and my beloved Broken Arrow. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, David Scarpa, Graham Yost, and then it got like passed around because th- this screenplay was fucked with too. And you can really yeah. tell this movie. This movie plays like the ultimate. Like they couldn't figure out. They kept on rewriting. It well, the and one then thing, the on. one thing that everybody seems to agree on is Robert Redford is the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- apparently that was one of the debates in the, with the screenwriters because like, sure. so, like one of the screenwriters got a hold of the script and then tried to make his character into more of a. It, it, it to be more of like a battle of equals between Gandalfini right. and Robert Redford, right. and then someone f- in, the, in the end ultimately got hold of was like, no, no, Robert Redford. So he, in the end, you get this like mishmash of like, wait, what? I what mean, Gandalf, Gandalf, they keep trying to do that, and they, like you can you can see the the tendrils of them trying to like make Gandalfini like not necessarily a sympathetic character, but one with like you know some ideological purpose. Yes. And it doesn't work. Not an I think <laughs> I think it works. I think it works because of Gandolfini's performance. Like, yeah, he suggests you, some interiority to what, a guy what, that is is offered none by the script. That's what, what I'm I mean. saying. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying that it's it's the this I I liked this movie ultimately. Really, yeah. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I did. mean, I liked the end stuff. I think I, I I like I liked it. Like I was like the whole time I liked it. And honestly, a big reason I liked it was just that I liked those two actors. Mm-hmm. And I liked both of them in this for the most part. Yeah. And I liked a lot of the. It was has it has a great like. It's just got a great cast, and it's that kind of movie. Well, I sent you that clip from Roger Ebert's review where yeah, he yeah. was like, he's like, this is the kind of movie that you you go and tell people like, I I, I really liked that movie last night, and he's like, and last night I did like it last night. Yeah, it's yeah. only in thinking about it later that I'm like, wait a minute, what yeah. is what's going on here? And that's kind of how I felt too. But ultimately, I liked it. 
I give extra points for any movie with Gandolfini, mm-hmm. uh, just because I, I he's like one of my favorite actors of all uh, time, yeah. and and he's very and good in this. I think he's great in I this. I disagree. You don't I, think he's I good didn't. in this? No. He's oh, doing it. You think he's bad? Uh, I just no. I don't like. Maybe it's I, maybe it's not his faults or it's his mm. character or, or no. He's doing a vocal affectation in the, this movie that I found very irritating. Huh. I actually put this on. I was not looking forward to watching this movie, and I was like, at the very least, James Gandolfini is going to be good in it. And uh, I did not find that to be the case. Interesting. I don't he's, think he's. he's I don't think he's turning this, it on too much. He it's, sounds it's like not, that in his regular everyday life a lot of the time. Yeah. With that like weird f- intellectual cadence. I mean, he's I a very smart to, guy. I am going to take care of this guy right now. No, I, it doesn't feel like naturalistic to me. Yeah. It seemed like a thing yeah. that he was It didn't bother me. He was me. trying to yeah. make the character into kind of didn't, a didn't uh, intellectual prig. This is maybe the only Gandolfini movie I hadn't seen, too. Yeah. So Wow. So it was like, I think he's I was, good in this. I was happy with it. And I like Redford in it. And I like, yeah, I'm with you. I think that the I like Ru- sporting I like, cast is I good. like Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. You know, right, baby, this was, baby Ruffalo. This, right after, this would have been the, you know, the year after uh, uh, You Can Count on Me, which was like his big... Shortly his, before he got his, his brain tumor and had and to go away brain for a while. tumor and everyone's like, what happened Jeez. to that guy? And yeah. it's like, then later on he's like, oh yeah, I had to leave acting because I had a brain tumor. Yeah. I'm fine and now. And he came back and uh, made. he said we all needed to like Ben Shapiro. And that's the whole story of him. Did he say that? Did he say that? When? Recently? Yeah. Oh. What? It was like a year what? ago or something. He was like, you know, hey, like uh, we all have differences and stuff like that, mm. but you got to admit that Ben Shapiro is a real stand-up guy. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and then everybody screamed at him, and he was like, oh, I guess I didn't do any research before I said that. So yeah, sorry. well, Jesus. these people keep doing that. I, I don't. I can't even take that shit seriously. No. People are like these he's, people are canceled. You're like he's rich uh, and weird. I mean, it, what can you do? Brie Larson bought an, an NFT last week, and everyone's like, fuck you, Brie Larson. And I'm like, who fucking who cares? cares? What? Who? What are you talking They're about? They're weird. They're famous. They're, They're famous. Rich people. It's weird they don't people. know what's going on. They have no fucking clue. Also, like all these guys coming out to defend uh, Joe Rogan, and they're like all these jockish uh, action stars, and people are like, "Oh man, I'm so disappointed that The Rock and Scott Adkins came out in defense of another jock." And you're like, "What are you talking about? Have you have you ever hung out with football players or, did or you, something?" Did you like, see how The Rock? They're, they're uh, fucking. They're 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 on the same team. They're like, "We we all like MMA." Hey, don't leave my bro alone, bro. Did you like, see? Did you see where The Rock actually rolled it back? He was like, "Oh, I didn't realize he said the N word so many yeah, times." Well, <laughs> yeah, because The Rock is is nothing if not like uh, yeah, politic. a, a politician. Yeah, because and fuck that guy too. Sure, I mean, like, look. oh, this guy's okay. Oh, he said that. Oh, no, I don't like him now. No, I don't like The Rock anyway. I'm just saying. I expected more from The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's a funny. And he signed. Did he? Anyway. he also signed it. DJ. Yeah. DJ. Anyway. Mark Ruffalo seems like a lovable dope. So I. Yeah. So I, yeah, so yeah, I, absolutely. So I will. I will. Did you watch that HBO show he was on last year? No, I need to do that. Oh my! Where he plays twins? Yeah, yeah. No. It's so fucking good, but it will destroy you. No. Jesus, it's very, very like sad. Anyway, I love, I love me some Ruffalo. Uh, he's my favorite casting in the Marvel universe ever. Oh yeah, like he was my he he. Finally, they finally got the Hulk right. He was good. Whoa, anyway, whoa. but uh, he's but he's really good in this movie too. I think he's fun. He's like the fun. Uh, who's the guy? Who's the um. Gutierrez or whatever, the or, uh, the, the Clifton one Collins Clifton Collins Jr. Collins Clifton Jr. Collins Jr. Yeah. He's always he's, he's in always, everything. He's always great. That guy's great. The, every mean, prison's got fun. a stutterer. Yep, you yeah. gotta you gotta get the stutterer. I think there. that's why I liked it because ultimately I was like, it, well, right from the start I'm like, oh, it's sort of like Shawshank Redemption light. Cool Hand Luke and Cool Hand Luke and and, and it was and I was kind of like it's but just, it doesn't it I doesn't think it do does anything. its thing very well. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it did the thing it's supposed to. It's I like the two leads. 
they're you know the battle their battle and yeah. then and then it's got like a pretty it's got a pretty cool action sequence yeah. like That's, I like at, that at the end it really takes you know? off at the end and uh, you know whatever the movie's trying to say I think it's, it's not it's not like it's it. not like the last one it's not like rules right. of engagement where it's like the, whatever that's trying to say is is either they either missed they missed the point or it's actually bad and wrong I'm pretty sure it's the second one yeah yeah this one it's just sort of like uh well also that that Roger Ebert quote I sent you guys where he talks about how like the whole movie's about the battle of wits between Gandolfini and Redford mm. and how at the end of the day the Redford character is doing just as much damage yeah. if not as, more. as the Gandolfini character and not that either but you know that and again, that's another. That's a. There's a more interesting movie there. Yeah, yeah. But like you that's said, like you said, it went screen, through a bunch of screenwriting. That's what the second screener was twi- yeah. trying to do, and then the, and then they ultimately pulled it back from that. Right, and, you, and yeah. that's what it moved the movie clearly, plays like. Clearly, there's a better movie in here somewhere. But the one that I got, I was like, I, you know, I had zero expectations for this, so yeah. I was just like, it's fine. I liked it. It's okay. Yeah, and well, so what the plot is is that. Uh, Robert Redford is a three-star general mm-hmm. who's uh, sent to. He's uh, the greatest American hero <laughs> in the history. And he's, of the he wrote world. a famous book called <laughs> "The Burden of Command." <laughs> the burden yeah, of he did. Command. <laughs> and he what's he what's he sent to the military prison for? Um, Oof, they, they never fully. No, they he, do. He disobeyed a presidential order. No, he sent some guys into he he in disobeyed, He disobeyed a direct order. And sent some guys sent, in and they got guys, killed. Sent they some guys killed. in to capture a guy that they like had said don't do that and he disobeyed the direct order. Those guys all got not not just killed but executed uh-huh. by yeah. this by this warlord or whatever. Eight men. And so he's yeah. So that's what he's in jail for. So it's like and to the they movies. really stack it. They really stack it in his favor because it's also like he got he got sent to prison even for doing a thing that was sort of like still like he made the being, decision being an honorable soldier and going and going all the way with it mm-hmm. so it's sort of like yeah and him making the decision so it's even like but a real, but a real fuck up to, to the movie's credit yeah. it's not like uh i tried to, i did a good thing and then i paid the price for it it's like he no he in fucked his up. mind it was but it is, it is a fuck up oh yeah for he got, sure he got his man killed and he was told not to. Yeah. But he didn't like stand on a wall in Yemen and machine gun a bunch of innocent <laughs> yeah. people. Right, death, right. You know? It's not that either. You know. But then Gandolfini <laughs> is the is the commandant slash warden of this military prison called the castle. Right. And he's a huge military nerd. But has never but been in combat. Never been hawk. in combat. And they, which it comes up uh actually Multiple doesn't times. doesn't come up in the third movie, but these first two, it's like the the battle of people who have seen combat and who haven't seen combat. Yes. He's got his fancy warden office where he like polishes uh like uh like war accoutrement, accoutrement memorabilia. And like keep it all clean and then here we go. I'm gonna polish my scepter and I, I got he my more like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> oh polish my scepter. Polish my scepter. Oh the only movie I'll never watch again with Gandolfini in it is the Mexican, but Dude, I love that movie. Wow. I know that is a Spence I, movie in I, I love, I love him in it. I think that movie is still very good. My favorite Gore Verbinski movie. Oh, yeah, maybe. All right. I love. I, <laughs> and Gene, your man Gene Hackman. We can I do it for Hackman. You know what? I don't like that movie, but maybe it's my favorite Gore Verbinski movie. <laughs> no, wait. I like The Weather Man. That's good too. Uh, anyway, if we're uh, talking Gore Verbinski. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I'll, he is a people really. Shit. People really. I don't want to get off on a Mexican tangent, but people really do hate that movie. But I've always really loved it, and I watched it again like maybe two years ago. And I was like, eh, still good. Okay. Well, Never maybe I'll it. give it. Maybe I'll give it another look. I, I liked it. I like Gandolfini so much, and then I remember the way they dispatch of his character, and that pissed me off so much yeah, that I was like, sad. I was like, eh. 
because the movie was like wasn't I was like this is why I'm watching the movie and the movie was like oh well uh, whoops yeah. we didn't know that <laughs> sorry I don't know <laughs> you did, like have you, you seen like it? this guy have I'm you like, seen it yeah. since it came out or did you just only see it the one I time? saw it one time in the theater and was like this uh, okay yeah <laughs> I wonder if you'd think differently <laughs> about off. it just because of like you know Pitt's in it and everything and maybe you would, I didn't maybe. like him when I saw it in it either yeah I but I like Brad Pitt anyway yeah. Brad Pitt's not in this stuff so. no he's not uh, no Robert, another one of my problems with this movie is Brad Pitt Redford is it's not I don't want to say he's bad or or like checked out per se but he has he's he is put through kind of like he's a certain, doing his one certain take degree Bob of hell yeah, absolutely I think that he's he's just doing his easy charm thing yeah. which is like this man his life has been destroyed yeah. by him by his own decision making hoisted by and, his own petard and he's often tortured physically um like military prison like doing hard military prison duty and he's an, an actor at least at this point in his career possibly in his whole career who's in capable of portraying any kind of struggle. You got to remember, <laughs> though, this was a guy who has been through the hell of being a POW as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's made him a very breezy man. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's like, he's like, nothing bothers me. He gets into jail. He is in prison. The man has uh, his, his is an extremely celebrated human being who is like the most the, like famous for being a brave super soldier. And then they lock, and now he's fucking locked in behind bars for ten years in the, in the twilight of his years. You mm-hmm. know, and he and the the, the prison bar closes behind him and we see Robert Redford kind of go like ah. <laughs> he's kind of like smirking and going like he's still, what? He's still like Martin he really <laughs> he's still Martin Bryce from fucking sneakers like he really got himself into a pickle this he's got to be a beacon and give him a uh, did you it's, I don't know anything so about the rules weird. about the rules in military prisons but I find it funny that they let him keep his giant academy ring which would clearly be used as a weapon. Yeah. It's it, they say it as if it's like a, a, an actual I would, rule. I actually believe that's like one of those uh, de- that's one of those details, one of those details like, they could have gotten. That's yeah. one of those details where you're like why why would that be in the script if, unless it was real? Cuz it doesn't yeah. come it, I don't think it comes it back never where, comes back, where yeah. it's like oh they let him keep the the only reason it would be in there is a if it's a plot device where later on he uses that ring to like hit a guy. Get, yeah. Or or B because it's actually because this it's actually weird this weird military prison detail where that is a thing and like yeah. most of the guys that go into military prison probably, probably don't, don't have, one. have one of those yeah. Yeah. so because that's the whole that's the whole deal is everybody's buzzing about how like this because three this fucking famous three star generals get yeah, put in there with a bunch of which a bunch of us or how long he'll take before him to kill himself well Mark Ruffalo's character is all it's like all about that. Mark Ruffalo's character is introduced <laughs> as a cynical, like, uh, book, like gambling bookkeeper. And There's like, always that guy in the he, prison movies. His fellow prisoners are often going like, "That's ice cold, Mark Ruffalo. You're betting on this man's life. That's real sick." And he's like, like "I'm just doing the numbers, man. I'm just doing the numbers. Yep, I'm just doing the numbers." And uh, and they, they, we get to the conflict between Gandolfini and Robert Redford just right off the bat. They just jump into it because Gandolfini like worships this guy. Gandolfini's a chicken hawk, so he's into the lore of military, but he's never lived it. He's essentially going to be nice to this guy, and then R- R- like, Redford's I'm, looking. I'm, at I'm his... honored to have you with this, but you know, you I don't call you sir. You don't call me. Or you, 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 nobody's calling each other sir or anything like that. What? But uh, I'm you know I'm a, I'm kind of he's like in awe. Like Gandolfini's kind of in awe of Robert Redford, and he's like, this is neat. Maybe we'll he's be buddies. A, a big simp. Yeah, he kind of is. And then he and then he's like, "Excuse me, I gotta go take a dump or whatever." And then Robert. Redford's, no, he's gonna go get a copy of Robert Redford's right, book to have him autograph book. it for him. It's a great, it's great because he's over, he's across the room, and then Robert Redford's looking at like, 
uh, some like bullet from Shiloh or something, and he's like, "Oh, nobody who's ever been in actual combat would have any of this shit or whatever." Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and then and Gandolfini, Gandolfini comes back and he goes, he goes, "I guess I couldn't uh, find a copy of your book. I couldn't find a copy." He of your throws book the book back on the pile. Like yeah. now I don't like him anymore, and yeah. it's just immediately like I like that. There I like, you go. I like that it's immediate. Like this guy's feelings are hurt so bad it and really so quickly hurts that, guy's feelings. that he's like, "Nope." Because I also like that characters like that that he's like. He's very emotional the whole time. He's like, but he's, I mean, they're buried, but he's like, his whole, that's the whole thing is that he's constantly trying to maintain some kind of control and he knows he sucks or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the lack of ambiguity in his character, I think, hurts the movie, but also I enjoyed, you know, the simple, the simple black and white of it too. It's like, I found it entertaining enough. Yeah. I just like that they get to the conflict right away. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't like, the movie's not super long, I don't think. It's this super long. Is it? It's like two it's hours. Two hours, two ten, two fifteen. It reminded like me oh, so okay. much of okay. Crimson Tide, and as much as I enjoyed watching it, I was like, I wish I was watching Crimson Tide. Wow. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I guess so. Like two two strong-willed people butting heads. Well, that's a much better movie with a, a more nuanced conflict and two characters who are you know not necessarily so black and white. Yeah. You I know. Mean, yeah. You know what the stakes are at least in that one. Whereas in this one, you're like, why did anybody do anything? Right, that's true. I Maybe mean, it's nobody like, should have done anything. What Honor. did we? What did we learn? I don't fucking know. <laughs> don't do it again. Definitely don't do it again. It has to do with uh, you know uh, military honor and yeah. Stuff. Don't tor- <laughs> don't torture people. I guess. And then I think you know, he's a bad warden. He's definitely a bad warden. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's, you know, people have died. I mean, they immediately start complaining. All the other inmates start talking to Redford about, like, how, oh, you know, all these people, people died, people died on, uh, on his watch and stuff, and he's kind of he's immediately dismissive too. Like, like, like hey, come on, guys, I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my head down. I don't give a shit. I've yeah. been, and also this guy's like, I've been like in a POW camp before. You guys, this is not, this yeah, is, this is not that. Yeah, bad. you guys think this is bad? You haven't been in the shit you know, like I have, which I like because then it, he asks, then he comes around to go like, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about, mm. and it's like obviously there's shades of gray. It's not all like POW camps aren't are worse than like okay, yeah, obviously one thing's worse than the other, but that doesn't mean right. that the other thing isn't bad. Right. It's not cool that this guy is. Uh, killing people, <laughs> right? I think this <laughs> he comes around to that. Yes. Also, there's a weird, there's a weirdly like brought up and then uh, kind of dropped subplot with his daughter, played by Robin Wright. Uh-huh, yeah, that just sort of where she shows up and it's it's it colors his character a little bit. It also feels like there was gonna there should be some follow through and there's not. He's like, uh, can I? Am I gonna be able to have like? Uh, are you gonna come visit me? Can I have a relationship with my grandson? She's like, I don't even know you. Yeah, you weren't there for me. And he's like, all right. And, and again, you know, I, I was getting tortured. They were putting like bamboo shoots under my fingernails and I don't shit. Think right? that, but I don't think that's what she's talking. <laughs> no, about. No, I know. It's just funny. I don't think she's talking about. I mean, which is good that he doesn't bring that up to you. Because like, I was, uh, you know, while well, I, I was, was in the fighting POW for camp. your freedom. I think she means that like he wasn't actually yeah, around. He was not and she's present. Like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You're my dad because now you want to. And just now you want to be dad and because it, you have the time yeah. for it or whatever. I feel like later he gets a letter and there's a picture of him or something. But it just she sends him another picture. But it also, but it also feels like there's. If you're gonna set that up with someone with a with an actress like Robin Wright, yeah. then you should maybe have follow through. But I mean, also the movie is already over two hours, so let's not yes. let's not put everything. But it's in. also an, another part of my like a part of how Robert Redford's performance is so unbothered is so is he'll endure endure physical strain, life traumas, and then in this case, this is his daughter, and he's reaching out, and it's the last person that he haven't has in his in, in his life, and she's like, no, I'm not gonna be a part of your life, yeah. and your grandson's not gonna be a part of your life, and he's like. All right. <laughs> He's like, he even made like cracks a joke. He's like, that wasn't so hard to say, was it? Anyways, have a good one. Take her easy. I'm Robert Redford. Everything's easy breezy. <laughs> anyway, back to my jail cell. So, 
Well, then a bunch of stuff happens where the warden is mean to people. Well, he, well, C- Clifton Collins keeps saluting and you're not Robert Redford, and you're not supposed to salute. So he makes Clifton Collins stand outside, all, all in the in the driving torrential rain mm. overnight, and uh, while he's saluting, disobeying protocols, disobeying protocol because the horn goes off in the morning, and he's not he's not allowed to keep punishing him after a certain set period of time, horn to horn. Not by the, not by the book. Not this. by the book. And so Robert Redford sort of steps in and says, like, son, you don't have to do that anymore. And then. You know, that causes an incident where, like, he gets hit by another guard, and then James Gandolfini shows up, and he's like, what seems to be the trouble? And Robert Redford just, like, tells him this in front of in front of the crew. He emasculates him. And uh, and Gandolfini doesn't like that too much, so he makes him... Makes him move all these rocks because they've got the old the old wall of the of the castle. It used to be the the border of the prison. They've kept it for posterity purposes, even though it's just a pile of, just rocks. A pile of rocks. Well, he doesn't make them. Those other guys were moving the rocks around because they're just like we're just moving these rocks around to fucking keep busy, so he doesn't like you know hit us or whatever. And right. then Robert Redford goes like, yeah, but you should build. You should you actually should build, build wall. something. This wall is actually your wall. But earlier, Gandolfini had said like, I think the men enjoy it. You know, it gives them a sense of sense purpose. Of history. Right. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, he's like, this is your wall, and this is your prison, and et cetera, and so forth. And But anyway, so he makes him move all the rocks, in, like, solo. Yes. And then, uh, and then... Oh, this right. is the cool, the, the, the cool hand Luke this shit. Cool this is the cool hand Luke part. And then, like, he moves all the rocks from one side of the yard to the other, and, and everybody's been taking bets on whether or not he's going to do it. It's like a million degrees outside. It's like whether or not he's going to die. Yeah, there's, it. like, it's possible that he will, he's too old, he might just drop dead. And he finally moves all the, all the fucking giant rocks rocks and they're like he did it and then and then they're like no sorry your punishment goes from horn to horn like you said so you gotta, move that you gotta just move them back where you the got them and so he does that too and then even at the end they're like it's he did it he, they should they should sound the horn and they're like he's delaying he's delaying the horn so Oof. that uh, so that he, he has to keep moving the rocks and let, you know, let me tell you, Robert Redford looks about as exhausted as a person who's played a 10-minute pick game of pickup basketball or something <laughs> it's like that. pickleball he plays. He's, he maybe, like, wipes his brow once. So do you, mean, like, you yeah, mean very really exhausted? Oh, okay. There's I'm, a, I'm like, plum tuckered out here. I like the part where the other guy who's kind of like the – I guess he was a medic, and he's one of the inmates. Doc. Doc, yes. There you go. That's what they call him. His name's right? Doc. Uh, just like there's Gambles. That's what Mark Ruffalo's character's <laughs> name Gambles, is. Gambles. Stutters. Batman. Stutters. <laughs> muscles. Uh, yeah, muscles. <laughs> Little face. <laughs> Wrinkles. <laughs> Hot dog. Wizard. Wizard. Pickle man. Anyway, uh, and he's like, hey, boss, can he take his shirt off? Yeah, I guess he can take his shirt off. You should have some water. He's like nursing him through this yeah. this ordeal. Anyways, Robert Redford looks fine. I mean, we're only getting that he this, only that this ate, is, he didn't even eat fifty eggs. We're only get, <laughs> that, getting that this is some sort of physical ordeal from the, what people are saying. There's nothing that reads from. And then I, I according to IMDb trivia, Robert, like Robert Redford was like they offered him these light fake bricks for him to carry back and forth, but he said no, and he would carry the full size. And I was like, nope, that is one hundred percent horseshit. I do not believe it. <laughs> it doesn't look that way. And maybe he did it for one. It's like, man, this one, one I want to carry a real 100% one. 100% garbage. Yes. Not Nonsense. true. It looks like it's nothing to him. And everything looks like it's nothing to this character. Which, and he, and it, like, Robert Redford's very charming, and that's fun, but it is, like, it does take away a little of the edge of the movie. A lot of the, a lot of the movie has, feels like it's had the edges sanded off, and we'll get to more of that in the battle scene at the end. Yeah. That kind of, on it, like, reminded me of Hook a little bit. Oh, boy. We'll get to it. Wow. I can see it. I've got a little thing. Jeez. Uh, but like he, he continues budding. This is this is this is like the midway point, I would say. 
And we know we're building to a, a big altercation between the two, of course, because Robert, Red, Robert Redford's got them all on his side. Right. And he's showing them they're getting them to respect themselves again. And they, they also, like, this is a, a thing that comes up later on in the movie where he's Robert Redford, even Robert Redford himself is admitting, like, well, you guys are no longer soldiers. Like, when you got locked away in military prison, that pr- privilege was taken away from you. You're not a soldier anymore, so that's why there's no saluting. That that part of your life is gone. But then later on, Robert Redford is going, like, one thing that they can't take away is that you are soldiers. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't we just... Dis- dis- what you said it? Well, what? I think that he says it later because he's like coming back around to. But isn't that like part of the whole military structure? Is that if you get sent to jail for military crimes that you're not a soldier? Like I don't know. Well, he's but he's trying to give these guys back some humanity that's been stripped from them or something. Right? Whatever, whatever like Robert Redford's doing for, it's for a very some weird. reason. Yeah, <laughs> I think Travis's never... argument, and I tend to agree with him, is sure, that, like yeah, yeah, by yeah. the time it's over, it's like, and what did we learn here? <laughs> what was accomplished? <laughs> well, we we got James Gandolfini in trouble. And I'm dead. Daniel, Daniel, yes, several pe- a lot of people die. Including Robert Redford. <laughs> I don't think any of those guys are going to be like not in jail anymore. They're probably going to get punished. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. It's a weird It's a weird movie that uh, none of it needed to happen or should have happened. <laughs> but some of it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so what happens So what ha- happens after the big rock and roll duty, as they call it, with them moving don't. the rocks back and forth? I only remember... Well, a whole bunch of stuff. They, yeah. we'll, to me, to to me, a whole bunch of stuff we'll skip over. The gap of the movie <laughs> happens here. This is where I started to well, zone they, out. They build, he, he gets the soldiers on his team, like you yeah. were saying, and they start building, building the, the wall. They build the castle, and then uh, Gandolfini sees that as like them... You know, as them having too much power, so he like has them tear the wall down. Then they kill Clifton Collins Jr. Oh, yeah. They shoot him in the head with the rubber bullets. They got the rubber bullets, and if you get shot in the head with the rubber bullets, you, you probably you. die. Um, and yeah. so they shoot him in the head with that, and I think that's why do they do that? Uh, he to, to he did initiate it. the third act of the movie because they because they like well I mean because they like you he's know standing they in front did of the it. horn and he like stood in front of the bulldozer because he's like I'm not letting you tear this wall down this is oh, my wall right right he's right. standing he's in front of his, a tractor his, like, like it's Tiananmen Square yeah. yeah it was his whole thing and then so they shoot him I mean they could have just shot him but he's like shoot him in the head because he wants to like you know show them who's boss and this is the part of Shawshank Redemption where that where his their little buddy gets gets yeah, killed by yeah, the warden yeah, and it's like that's what I'm saying it's Shawshank light it's like that's why I I liked the way it went then that's what I'm saying. And like it, you, I liked it more the you know right after I saw it. Like yeah, this was fine. Yeah, yeah. And then you think about it and talk about it and go like, well yeah, okay, there's a lot of holes. Still, ultimately, I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't like while I was watching it. I was like, yeah, okay, this is fine. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't it's, like uh, it's fine. I wasn't like angry at it or like no, wanting I, to I mean, turn I, it off or like or like bored. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Oh, there's some funny dialogue. Hey, these characters are all very colorful. That was like I'm like sure, but you know yeah, whatever it's trying to say is not uh, does not. Have come through. Whatever, the, whatever that is, is the benefit of not actually saying anything, because rules of engagement is saying something, and it yeah. sucks. <laughs> and so, we're, and we're mad at that one. And this one is like literally, I don't know what it's about. I don't even, even metaphorically, I don't know what it's about. Um, I don't know what it's trying to say. Yeah, well, I always thought that this was like some sort of parable. This movie was famous at the time. It came out in October, a month after 9/11 went down, and they had to change the advertisements of it because they were they, like the ad copy had upside down American flags. Because that becomes mm-hmm. a thing. They steal the warden's flag, and it's like we're going to run the flag up, and it'll be upside down, signifying that this is a uh, in distress. Uh, is, uh, yeah, a base that's a castle or a base that's in distress. Yeah, 
And, uh, and so, so that like, became a part of the promotion. Which and, is and funny. And they were like, no, uh, yeah. not after 9-11, you don't yeah. have which America, is, upside down American flags. Which is funny because most people would see an upside down American flag on a poster and not and, and think like, ooh, anarchy or something. Yeah. Not not like, that happened when not Rage that it actually when, means something militarily. Yeah, that happened when Rage Against the Machine went on SNL and put the flags upside down on it. And everyone was just like, that's like some sort of Satan. <laughs> that's like some sort of fuck America sort of thing when it's like... Uh, in, in distress. Yeah, and that, that, that's what happens at the end of that Tommy Lee Jones movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that called again? U.S. Marshals? Rules of Engagement. <laughs> that, you, no. Natural Born Killers? No Country what, for Old Men. What Tommy Lee Jones movie are you talking about? Who's the guy who directed Crash, the bad one? Oh, In the Valley of Elah. In the Valley oh, of Elah. Okay. It ends with Tommy Lee Jones, like, because he finds out that his son was responsible for war crimes, and he, and he, you see him putting a flag up okay. to the top, and then it cuts to, the, and the flag's upside down, because okay. America's fucked up. Right. Okay. And that's what that's about. So an upside like down American I remember flags. liking that movie. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe we'll do that sometime. No. <laughs> I don't think it's a suspense movie in any way. It sort of is. Is it? Oh yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's investigating the murder of his son. That's right. And then he finds out his son's an asshole. Oh. Now he finds that his son is dead and was murdered, but was not necessarily, you know, on the level. Yeah, he was doing war crimes. Anyway, back to the war crimes of the last castle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at some point, Delroy Lindo's character shows up, and uh, yeah. also, also again, I'm not. I, Ebert points this out in his review, also that I thought was funny that Delroy Lindo co- shows up and plays a character who he he just he's like he's he seems like a character who could make all of this not happen, but decides not to do to, nothing. Yeah. But decides not to, which again is because, like Travis said, why does he do that? Well, because they had need something to incite the third act, and why doesn't Delroy Lindo do the things he should? Well, because if he didn't if he did those things then you wouldn't, wouldn't have, have a movie, movie. right <laughs> yeah robert redford he comes to see robert redford because they're old war buddies right and uh and you know they meet on the, the level of you know mutual respect and admiration and he's telling him hey this guy sucks this guy sucks and he's doing a bunch of fucked up shit here uh, delroy lindo's like okay robert, i think robert redford's both saved delroy lindo's life and put the stripes on his shoulder mm. so lindo is very loyal to yeah. robert redford in his way in his way in which he just comes to say hi. Yeah, and, 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 and when he's meeting with Gandolfini, it's just like immediate, like, by the way, I'm more on, I like Robert Redford more than you, so yeah. uh, he's a great, 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 great man. You seem like a sniveling chicken hawk. Anyway, whatever you got to do. You call him a chicken hawk? Is that what they call chicken him? Chicken hawk. You know what a chicken hawk is, though, right? It's not a, it's not a guy who's never seen combat. It's a person who's like pro war but doesn't. It's have a person to fight who. The war. It's also a person, a, an older man who likes to. Who's a pedophile. It's, it's a term that's used for both of those things. Is it? I say, yes. I say, I say, chicken hawks. Uh, chicken hawk can mean. That too. is totally new to me. Really? I say, I say, chicken hawk can mean. Maybe they call them thing. that because they're trying to <laughs> equate them with pedophilia. They both, they're both, they're both assholes. It's never a good thing. <laughs> that's fair enough. Which is too bad because the noble chicken hawk itself, the animal is that's just a, a beautiful hawk. It's trying also, to eat chicken. Also known for in consternating foghorn leghorn. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Which is interesting though because a chicken hawk is an older man who is hunting young yeah. boys. But the chicken hawk, chicken in, hawk the in the cartoons, cartoons is, a little, is a little boy hunting a grown man Whoa. chicken. Anyway, <laughs> the, com- uh, the complexities of the, the term chicken hawk. So, so Delroy Lindo shows up. They fake like a kidnapping for him, basically to show that Gandolfini. They fake uh, a kidnapping. That's right. I forgot that about Gandalf- that. So that they so that they make Gandolfini look foolish. Mm-hmm. This is the chess uh, game is fully in session. And now. he keeps mm-hmm. talking about chess because uh, there's a part where Ruffalo's like. Yeah, uh, he showed you. You got a, you know, you had a pair, and he had a, he had a flush, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, but I'm not playing poker. I'm playing chess. And he's also, uh-huh. and Gandolfini's also like trying to uh, turn Ruffalo, 
He's trying right. to, he's trying to make Ruffalo's a mole out of him. Ruffalo's dad was a, his Ruffalo's father was a great 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 man who served with Robert Redford. He was in the no, he was in the POW camp. He was him. in the POW camp with them and he was a great great man and Ruffalo isn't living up to his image. Well, and, and he so also like struggle. he went into the military basically because of his dad. Yeah. Or whatever. He didn't he clearly is not a he military. Was meant to be a soldier? He's not a soldier yet. Or is he? Well, because he, maybe he finds he finds the, sol- the soldier. We do learn at some him. point he was a helicopter pilot, which comes in <laughs> later, which is in the, my sure, favorite part. It sure does. Uh, but uh, anyway, all this is building to the them planning to take take the castle because they 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 find these rules of engagement. Sort of, they find these rules of the prison. So they if if the prison is held by them, then. That's one way they can get rid of the warden. Mm. They're just trying to figure out a way to get rid of him. They're not necessarily trying to like kill a bunch of people. All right. But whoops. Well, I mean, <laughs> people do get killed. <laughs> Although the prisoners, I don't think kill a bunch of people. I think that well, maybe they do. mostly well, they mostly they get killed. mostly they get killed. A yeah. lot of prisoners get killed, and some guards get killed. There's it's a weird and bad plan. Well, it's war but for it's, you, but it's fun when we're watching. Yeah, <laughs> and they built a fucking cre- a trebuchet. <laughs> So well, all right. Well, so yeah. Let's, so let's get to it. Uh, so so they they have this whole plan, you know. And there's also this there's this stuff. There's this back and forth uh, where you don't know which side Ruffalo's on because mm-hmm. he's like that's part of the chess, and that, that's part of the chess. But it's also like he is a wild card for a bit. You, he also doesn't know like oh because Gandolfini's going like hey you got three years left how about three months yeah and then he, you know Tempting. he's like gonna let him off if he goes like what are these guys these guys are planning something what is it you you I want you to be my rat and. He's like, oh, okay. And you kind of, you know, you're supposed to, and you do for a second go like, is he? And then, of mm-hmm. course, of course not. And he comes around and he's, you know, and then the plan is in motion. And then there's, then it's basically like uh, 40 minutes that's just an action scene. Yeah. The plan <laughs> finally starts getting executed because uh, you, you, you see them like talking about stuff and Robert Redford's making speeches about castles and how you take castles and yeah. stuff like that. That's what opens the movie. Yeah, this he has weird that voiceover where he's like, Here's What the are the things that make a castle? And you got your flag and you got to make sure everybody can see that flag. Capture, blah, blah, say, blah, blah, blah. They blah. say capture the flag a lot, which also I, I thought was kind of like how the, the action is at the end a little it's like simulated violence um but like so basically ruffalo goes ruffalo goes up to james gandolfini and he's like i'm ready to tell you what i know and uh and he's like and then he goes like haha i'm not gonna tell you anything and he's like what the fuck oh no and he's like and where's my flag and he's like i took it you murdering fuck yeah and then they lock him in the uh in solitary yep. mm. and that's when Robert Red Robert Redford's plan gets executed because Gandolfini sends his troops, his shock troops, in to toss the prison cells, looking for his flag. And this is what they wanted to happen. So because the pri- the prisoners are all gathered out in the courtyard, mm-hmm. which is where they want to be, and that's when they start their assault. Yeah. And this is when you just get a full on like the prisoners are trying to take the uh, uh, castle, the prison, yep. fr- back from the soldiers, and that's fucking fun it's fun it's and it is neat it's neat it is like there are parts that uh strain plausibility especially when they start wheeling out their trebuchets (laughs) and stuff you're like well how did you fully operational how did you build that (laughs) at what point was nobody watching you they never even hinted it a lot of of movies do stuff like this where you would see like a person outside of some area and be like what's going on back there and be like that's none of your business and you're like oh something's happening they don't even do any of that sort of thing they just Built a trebuchet. Well, great at some escape. Point. There's like so much uh, put into like where where they're digging the tunnels mm-hmm. and stuff. You yeah. know, like there's a whole. That's like half the movie is like these guys slowly digging tunnels and going like, oh shit, they're they're coming. Let's get out of here or whatever. And this movie's just like, eh, hey, they did it. Whatever. We just. Yeah. <laughs> 
They've built all kinds of crazy, like, MacGyvery weapons and Does buried it in the rubble. They have a George Clooney fuck machine from Burn After Reading, too. <laughs> What's that for? Oh, uh, that's for that's afterwards. That's for afterwards. <laughs> that's the celebration. <laughs> Uh, and and this is where you get this crazy mixture of like kind of simulated violence and re- real violence that reminds me of Hook, where the kids are, where it's this combination of like kids squirting goo at pirates and then pirates just stabbing children through their hearts with swords. I can see that it's uh, uh, this is less this is this. less uh, aesthetically uh, vomit inducing to me because like <laughs> it's better than Hook. Just, no, no, but I can see the same sort of like what are the stakes here? What is this? I mean, the stakes are they're trying to capture the the prison. For some people, reason, people do get hurt in this, but yeah, but they're trying to people do die. Well, no, because once they capture the prison, then they'll fly the flag. It'll be Upside a distress, down. and then very important. And then Gandolfini's gone. Yeah, like they I get, guess they're just trying. It's just Robert. Red, really, the the only way that you can read it is Robert Redford is trying to beat James Gandolfini in this game of chess. Well, I mean, also and everybody, and he's using the lives of these I, men. I, well, I also, have, the, also the prisoners don't like don't like Gandolfini either. He's yes. not he's not the he's not he's not just like his own personal crusade. It's like I have a them question. trying to get rid of him. If the goal is to fly the flag upside down in distress, because that will cause Gandolfini to lose his position. Why did they hide the flag instead of just they have the flag just run it up upside I guess down? They have to get to the where the flagpole is. Yeah, they had the flag. It was on the flagpole. <laughs> How did they get it if it wasn't on the flagpole? Uh, well, they take it down at night or whatever. I thought that game it was in his, it had been in his office. They take it down at night and they they steal. Yeah. I know that Ruffalo steals it. There's from a whole his scene office. where they take it down and they fold it and stuff. I feel like they, they could have just they take done it. it. They take it down yeah. and put it back up every day. Sure, that's how the, that's how flags work. I get it, but I mean, you've got the flag. Why blow up the prison at the same time? I don't think they. I don't. I think they had to get to the flagpole. Mm. This is an important piece of. They uh, couldn't. Of, they can't just. They just don't have access to the flagpole. Yes. They have access to all the stuff they need to build. To build uh, a fucking trebuchet. Yeah, but they don't have but access. They can't to, get to the flagpole. The, flag <laughs> the trebuchet is down below the flagpole. The trebuchet up above. was made out of other flagpoles from other places <laughs> yeah. in the prison. Some other guy in some the other gra- prison has a flagpole. You've got a trebuchet. All the ground level <laughs> flagpoles. Uh, but this is an important line that I think maybe was from the the media, like the the screenplay that was in the middle that eventually finally got revised. Uh-huh. Where because uh, uh, Robert Redford's talking about all these ways that he's going to be basically putting these men at risk, and Ruffalo goes, "Is that how you use the burden of command to make men into chess pieces?" Yeah. And Robert Redford goes, "Yes, <laughs> yes." And you're like sh- okay, well, I'm not so I am using these men as chess pieces, and that's uh, that's how this is going to go down. Yeah, and so you got full on warfare. <laughs> and then Ruffalo goes checkmate, checkmate. Although, <laughs> and they look at the camera and wink. How ironic. Although it is important though that like he gets the men to do this, but in a regular combat situation, they have to follow his orders because that's their job. Mm-hmm. And in this, I mean, he just wins them over, and they're like on. Everybody's doing this of their own accord. Right. You know, he's using them as pawns and chess pieces. Yeah, but also any of these guys could be like, fuck you, I'm not a soldier anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to fucking sit in my room while you guys all go out there and get fucking shot with rubber, rubber it, bullets. It is, one of those, it is one of those things where I know for a fact that I would be like, I'm just going to wait this out. I'll be in my cell. Yeah. You guys do your thing. How'd that go? Not great? Well, well, some people got you got hurt really bad, huh? Well, I just stayed in my cell and read a Playboy magazine. You might, time. you know, you might get covered, retaliated covered, covered. against by by the other inmates for that later. Almost certainly. Yeah, they probably uh, cut out your eyes with a prison knife. <laughs> and this is all the stuff that happens. Or in shiv. The, this is all the stuff that happens afterwards that we don't even get to see. Yeah. 
Uh, so they're like, they at one point they have like a tube, and then they take an oxygen tank, mm-hmm. and they make a bazooka out of it. And this is the part where I was just like, ah, you gotta love this, because they launch this like, o- I guess it's an ox. I don't know what's in the tank, but yeah. it's a tank that can be launched. If you hack some it. little gas tank, yeah, yeah, and it shoots it like one of the uh, watchtowers and blows it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, god damn, they're shooting like fire bo- fire bags. Mm-hmm. At one point, the, the one of the guards uh, sees these guys about to shoot a fire bag, and he shoots the fire bag while they're holding it, and they all catch fire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh boy, this is this has really gotten out of hand. So they're shooting. They're using the trebuchet to throw rocks through J- Gandolfini's office window. Yeah. <laughs> Messing up all of his nice stuff. He smashes stuff with the with the rock that's got uh, I can't remember Clifton Collins Jr.'s character's name. Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah. Aguilar. He he, uh, carved his name onto the one the one brick after they'd finished the wall because he's very proud of it. And I don't know. I like that shit. I mean, it's it's dumb, but I'm like I liked it. But I'm like, this is fine. This is why I'm watching this movie. What the fuck? That's what I'm watching it for. Um, I don't know if yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, good. All right, and then the and then the best part of this the whole scene is part of their plan, like the fi- the final part of their plan is they they, they got to con- get control of the helicopter because there's going to be a helicopter. helicopter. After, it's like each of the you know he knows they know what what he, when what he's sending in, what the procedure is going to be. Well, he's going to send this and then this and then at some point after we get through all these other uh, guys, they're going to send a helicopter. And uh, and they hook the helicopter. The helicopter is coming, is hovering down pretty low, so they they can just shoot more rubber bullets at the prisoners. Uh, everything's on fire at this point. It's real. It's real bedlam. They shot this in an abandoned prison in Tennessee, uh, and it's it's cool. It's a cool location. Oh, it's where yeah. they shot the Green Mile. Hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, and at one point they like throw a grappling hook over the helicopter and pull it down. And R- R- Ruffalo, who is fully committed at this point, crawls <laughs> up the chain. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, the chain comes like untethered and he's flopping around. It's a cool stunt. Yeah, it's and great. And then he, cra- he he gets all the way up into the helicopter, like takes it over. Yeah. And it's him piloting the helicopter. And some guard in the tower is like, I'm not going to use these, fuck these rubber bullets. And he puts a real uh, uh, shell into his shotgun. And then Mark Ruffalo turns the helicopter around and uses the rear blades of the helicopter to decimate <laughs> this guard yeah. and the tower, wrecks the whole thing. Very cool. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's he awesome shredded looking. that guy. Yeah. He, oh, yeah oh, that, that, guy is, oh, that guy's yeah. dead. That guy's really fucking dead. He is dead. And he, and now the helicopter crashes, and the helicopter's whole rear snaps off, and then mm-hmm. it's just flopping around. And I mean, they weren't they weren't using the helicopter. They weren't going to use no, the helicopter no, to no. escape or anything. His, I think they were going to they were capturing the helicopter, and then he was going to like land it. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, I think they were just trying to they're trying to capture the place. They're not they're capturing like a, it. Capture the flag. Yeah, so they're capturing the they're capturing the castle. So from the inside, the last of, castle, instead of battling from the outside. Uh, and so th- th- that helicopter crashes. Ruffalo's fine, and then finally, uh, Delroy Lindo's uh, people show up, and they're like pointing gu- guns with live ammo. Yeah. And everyone like stops, and Gandolfini's like, "Everybody get down!" And then they don't do anything. And he's like, got down. And he's like, "You tell you tell your men to get down, or I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna open fire and have them mowed down and shit like that." And Robert Rufford goes like, "Okay." And everybody, and this is the point where you can see everybody is going like, "Wait, why did we do any of this? What's happening now?" <laughs> They're all like, "What? Oh, this is what it was all building to, man." I guess we were just bored. And then they fly the flag. Yeah, Robert Redford is like, he's not going to get down. All his men are going to get down. He's walking up to the flagpole, and he's going to presumably pull the flag up upside down. James Gandolfini shoots him with a real bullet. In the back. In the back. And then and like real this, and this is what finally coward. this yeah. is what finally ends Gandolfini because like his his second in command, a guy who Robert Redford is told is better than who this. Who is not Barry Pepper. 
It's not berry. It's nope. a poor man's berry pepper. Yeah. Or a rich man's berry pepper. Or a rich pepper. man's berry. You know, depending on your feelings. More berry pepper is the rich man's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I kept, berry, I kept berry, looking at this guy going, that is not berry pepper. It's berry salt. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And Barry Salt locks up, uh, like he's like, "Freeze, sir! You can't do that!" And he he handcuffs him again. He's like, "Oh, I'm undone. That's the end of me." I <laughs> guess that's by the my end own petard. Well, this guy, wah, the whole wah. this guy, the whole movie is like his second command, but he's also kind of looking at him like, "Man, you're going a little too far all the time." Yeah. And so yeah. when he orders the, he's ordering, he's telling him, "Order those guys to shoot all the prisoners." And he keep he's like going to him like, "No, don't yep. shoot." And so that's when Gandolfini finally just blows. Redford away. And Redford, like, in his dying moments, is, like, having meaningful glances with everybody. <laughs> he particularly goes, the money's in the... Uh, <laughs> and dies. <laughs> he kicks a bucket. And uh, and he's pulling... But he's pulling up the flag the whole time. We don't see the flag. Presumably, it's going to be, like, the plan, and the flag's upside down. Yeah. But... Guess what? Well, after he dies, everybody looks at the flag and they start saluting. We got this. We're ending with salutes again. That's oh, true. Boy. Although and this one, this one, this flag. is not. A, this one is not offensive. <laughs> not no, as offensive. It, this no. is just baffling and so just sort of like, okay. It's a it's a thing about soldiers or something. Yeah, and you look and you see in the flag, <laughs> the Whatever. flag. Get get a load of this. The flag is right side up. It's not upside down. It's not upside down at all. No, and so, so I don't know. We've accomplished <laughs> nothing. Know. Except we've all learned a valuable lesson about what it means to be a soldier. <laughs> I guess. You're even, a chess even, piece. Even if you're not a soldier anymore. The end. We follow orders or people die. That's it. And then they die when we do follow the orders, too. Yeah, it sucks. You need me on that castle wall. <laughs> I guess the lesson is just don't be a soldier. It seems like it sucks to be a soldier. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very to, happy with my decision. To, to all of you forces. listening to this who may or may not have served, thank you very much, but not for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Absolutely. you got, you got like the, the col- you know, college education. Yeah. You got paid and room and board. That's great. But uh, yeah, it seems like I'd still spit on you if I <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Hey, I'm just an asshole. I spit on it everybody. Just seems That's like, true. It seems Kevin like Kevin spits rough. on us every time we come over. That's here. True. I spit on him when they show up every time. And when we leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm just saying, it seems like a rough gig. Yes. Yeah. yeah I don't yes. Like I don't want to do it. If you can get yourself a nice like desk job like my brother did, and just kind of wait out that four years, then you can get you get free college out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, and it can work work out perfectly fine. But I wouldn't recommend it these days. There's a lot of get, wars. You gotta get yelled at by that drill sergeant guy because he's gonna yell at you. Yeah. I don't care for that. My brother. The only war my brother had to serve in was the one in Europe, the, the Serbian the World, World War Two. Oh. And he was just <laughs> one in, in, in Europe. <laughs> The Second World War. He's he, he's, he's dead now, but he was 110 when he passed. <laughs> he stormed the beaches of Normandy. Uh, no, he was he was just like on a computer in Italy, mm-hmm. like uh, coordinating flights or some shit like that. That's how you do it. You get to say you're a veteran of a war. Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be in the shit with all that ethnic cleansing. <laughs> yeah, stay away from the ethnic cleansing. <laughs> Jeez. Well, anyway, this movie get your hands dirty. This movie doesn't have any ethnic cleansing. No, it doesn't. <laughs> But it cleans its hands of us. It washes its hands of any of any real moral ambiguity or point of view. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's, but the most amazing about. part is that I actually just—I mean, talking about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I enjoyed watching. it. I still it, enjoyed it. Yeah. I I like it. Didn't it was a movie that was over two hours long, and then I was kind of like, oh, that wasn't that didn't feel like that. It mm. wasn't it wasn't like the breeziest, but it never felt like. There was parts where it was like, God damn, this is so slow. It was like, stuff's constantly happening. Yeah. Characters are interesting. There's all these little dramas between all the prison, different prisoners because, of course, you know, it's a prison drama. So mm-hmm. you, every character's like got a thing with another character or whatever. Yeah. But 
I will, say, I will say uh, it, it, the movie ends with Mark Ruff, Mark Ruffalo now yeah. now doing a narration because Robert Redford's been doing the narration was doing the narration at the beginning. Now it's Ruffal- Ruffalo. Yeah. I can't get his name right. Um, and I this, I, I don't I, know if I, I'm saying it right. This isn't the exact line, but I like the way I wrote it in my notes. I think this sums it up perfectly. <laughs> a great general once said, "Raise your flag, etc." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, ratings. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it three Juds. Uh, I'm gonna give it zero Douglases. Yeah, this is zero. This and is like negative Douglas. There is literally uh, one woman. It's the woman that like says that Robert Redford can. And keep Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Oh, Robert Wright. Yeah. Uh, I have zero Douglases, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten uh, trebuchets. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I guess two and a half. Um, Judds, I I thought this was a pretty weak movie, uh, and I don't like Gandolfini. You're going to kick it up to three just for that last forty minutes of fucked I'm up shit. I'm kicking it up to two and a half for that. Okay, last, okay. For the, I, that that scene is fun. Fair That's enough. That's like the kind of stuff I I really like in movies. You got makeshift weapons. Yeah, yeah. You you have clear clear goal. I don't know what the goal, what the goal after the goal is, but we do know in this scene at least the goal is to capture the flag to mm-hmm. get that flag up there. So yeah. we at least know that. Uh, it's it's. Amusing to me that Robert Redford is checked out isn't the term for it, but just way too casual for the situations <laughs> that he's in. Um, but it's not good. Um, so yeah, I think two and a half is perfectly fine. If you can if you can get through that first part, then that the capture the flag stuff is yeah. pretty is pretty cool. It gets it gets out of hand. Gotta hand it to that old Rod Lurie. <laughs> Never made a movie I fully liked. <laughs> Rod Lurie. Um, didn't exactly set the world on fire. Contender, terrible. I know you like it, but it's terrible. I, I, yes, it, I, I guess I would qualify he that did movie do as a guilty pleasure. He for did me. do the uh, the Straw Dogs remake with yeah. Kate Bosworth. Weird. PG thirteen, I believe. <laughs> Recut to a PG thirteen. Uh, Good. And his last movie wasn't bad. It's called The Outpost, with uh, and that's based on a true story of some of, of uh, a battle that took place in the uh, in the, like with the Taliban. Pretty good. Not, I remember liking terrible. it, Kate Beckinsale one, but I haven't seen it in a while. Really, you liked it? I don't I, remember it. I, well, I, that's, I I remember seeing it and going like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. Mm. Nothing but the truth. Oh oh, I'm sorry, I got confused about yes, My nothing underworld. But, nothing. No, I thought I thought I got confused. Kate Bosworth, Kate Beckinsale. I thought you were talking about the Straw Dogs remake. No, uh, I no, seen no that. nothing but the truth. I do remember liking that a lot. Yeah, but I, but I also don't. Remember I don't remember it. anything else about it. All right, so Rod Lurie's got the one. Hmm. Uh, maybe he's back to film criticism. Oh, I've forgotten this, this movie. No, in a week. he tweets a lot about uh, how Oscars are the Oscars are out of touch. Oh, that's that's oh, what he does now professionally. I okay. guess that's fair, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Wait, in which way? In the way that they're too woke. <laughs> Is that true? Uh huh. <laughs> well, then. I mean, not really heavy, but like you know, it's like it's clear that he it's clear that he thinks that like you know the idea that you would nominate Drive My Car. A three-hour Japanese drama would be for snobs. Oh, so he was so he was probably like angry that Parasite won an Academy Award. I'm sure so he no. wasn't stoked. <laughs> cool, <laughs> good job, Rod Lurie. Mm-hmm. He's always been a bit conservative. Uh, I think if you look at the movies, that makes sense. Interesting. Like a contender, uh, I, w- I wouldn't describe as conservative at all. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Maybe I haven't seen it in a long time. I but. think it's. I mean, I wouldn't call it conservative the way that we think of a current right-wing. Politics, but the movie is all about how you know she's shamed. It's not. A, it's not a, for that though. It's against it. 
It is it's, in this it's like a backlash it, against it the, is, but then it also it like it says no one should care what happened to this woman. It's nobody's business. But also, in case you were curious, she's innocent, so don't worry about that. It. Is yes, I, I always just thought that was poor screenwriting and not like a part of like. Uh, I just kind of I think like it's politics. poor screenwriting, and then it causes the movie's politics to go completely sideways. I mean, we we can't go too much into contender for God's sake. No, I don't know if many people have God seen sakes. it, but Gary Oldman is is the conservative. Uh, sure, and he, sure. And he is very much the villain of yeah. the movie. But he's also a devout conservative in real life. Yeah, Gary Ullman complained about that very movie yeah. because his character was made to seem too much of a villain. And it's like, I don't know what movie you thought you were making. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your character's name is Shelley Runyon. <laughs> and you look like absolute dog shit. <laughs> I don't know why you thought you were like not the villain of the movie, buddy. <laughs> made you look like a poodle. I'm very mad about the fact that my character in The Professional, in Leon the Professional, was made out to be a bad guy. Like, well, dude. The bad guy of the movie? I don't know what to Anywho. tell you. Anywho, how many ju- how many Douglases? Zero. Ah. Zero. Goose egg. And then I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Guard towers being absolutely fucking demolished by some yeah. sort of some sort of fucking launched <laughs> tank. I don't know what was in that tank. It's a bazooka tube. Plutonium, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, I'm going to give it three. I enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, again, it's a movie I will have forgotten everything about in like... A week or two after this, really? Yeah, because you know, no reason, no reason to keep that in there. But I, I'll, it'll be a movie that ten years from now I go like, oh, I remember enjoying that when I watched it. I'm not gonna watch it again, but uh, here, there it was. It was fine. Uh, zero Douglases. There's no, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. In any of these. Well, I guess maybe the next one. A shred. Uh, Very little. Uh, and what did you what? Uh, I had trebuchets. He had exploding, so exploding oh, things. Exploding guard towers. I guess you have to choose another weapon. Jeez, Academy I know. rings. <laughs> uh, ten out of ten. Uh, ten out of ten. Uh, you know uh, what? Bricks through bricks through Gandolfini's fucking office yeah. window. <laughs> Whatever his character. Clifton Collins Jr. Bricks. Quickly, yeah. Aguilar. <laughs> Aguilar. Uh, yeah. Smashing his precious little trinkets. Yeah. Speaking right. of precious little trinkets, <laughs> this one I watched this one first because mm. I was like, let's get this. I did too. Let's get this out of I the way. I watched this yesterday, and I'd never seen it. I was like, let's get this out of the way, and I got to the end of it, and I was like, god damn it, I actually kind of enjoyed that, and now <laughs> I'm, I know that that's going to be the one I like the most. Yeah, which but, is which sucks when I do that because it's first of all, it's an hour and a half long. Yeah, uh, which uh, is mercifully short, refreshing. Yes. Well, I feel like there's a good reason for that, but anyway. I think well, I mean there's in 90, I mean, minutes. If, there, there may be a, there may be a deeper reason, but like it doesn't need to be any longer. No, 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 not at all. That would be my reason is that like it feels like this is it's I mean it, it almost could be shorter, but it's not bo- it's not like there's like boring mm-hmm, or ever. Mm-hmm. It's just that movie kind of movie. There's so there's so little there's so threadbare that you're like from this the, could be an hour and 10 minutes long and it would probably have the same impact. From the writer of Zodiac. <laughs> wow. Interesting. That's, that's Jamie fascinating. Yeah. From the director of Die Hard. <laughs> John Predator. One of, of McTiernan's last October. movies. Yes. I think, he, I think he made Rollerball after this, and that's it. Was this before or after he went to jail? This would have been before. Wow. He hasn't made any movies since getting out of jail, Jim. No, he has not. He's in director's he's, jail he, after he he's got been, out of jail. Well, he keeps, the, you know, every now and then it'll pop up that he's going to direct something, and then it just doesn't end up happening. Right. I oh, mean, we're talking I, about the movie Basic, yeah, by the, the way. Yeah, the movie Basic with John Travolta, <laughs> also Samuel L. Jackson again. Yep. Connie Nielsen. Yeah. Hello, it's Bill. I need you to come down here. Something happened. I need your help. Sergeant Nathan West. 
leads the U.S. Special Forces' most elite unit. My Rangers are warriors. Deception is their most dangerous weapon. My Rangers are gods. And 24 hours ago, he led his men into the jungle and disappeared. But guys like West don't just vanish off the face of the earth. They disappear for a reason. I know. Because he trained me. Brian Van Holt, Butchie from John from Cincinnati, plays a prominent role. Connie Nielsen in the Guy Pierce role of a person doing a terrible ac- accent, accent that is wildly outside of their uh, their skill set. Um, I think it's but funny, what, but what is the accent? That's yeah. the fun part. At least in this one, I it's think she's southern. To be southern, what's, what's southern, what, right? Not specifically I'm from southern. the south. Yeah, yeah. Where in the south? The south. <laughs> this the, is the deep south. This is like a kind of a good version of the general's daughter in the sense that it's a, to- a John Travolta as a military investigator, but doesn't have like all the gross rape stuff and it's, it, not, it's not disgusting. Outrageously disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like the general's um, And it's short. Also, but it does make you think of the general's daughter a lot. But I, it also made me think of, it's trying to make you think of Rashomon because yeah. it has like <laughs> these shifting points of view of what happened during a crucial uh, incident. But then it's like, at the end of Rashomon, it doesn't turn out that maybe none of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, it was all a thing, and no, that's it. There are no consequences. In Rashomon, a thing happened. Right. The end of Rashomon isn't, either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of what actually happened, who cares? But, but I mean, it turns but, out at the end of this movie that the thing that they bring in John Travolta to investigate did not take place right. and was all set up by John Travolta. To catch some other guy. It's hard. That's what. Well, we, so that's the end. He's like a genius in this movie, by the way, too. Twelve, like, twelve, le- twelve level chess. I was. Sort oh of, my god! This whole movie, I was sort twelve of like. Dimension chess. I was sort of like, eh, yeah, okay, you know. And then it got to the end, and that's when I was finally like, you know what? I like this because that's so dumb. Yeah. Well, like, the other the thing, ending, the ending where it has the the non Rashomon yeah. ending. That was where I was like. Okay, I'm on board for this because this is so stupid. And I read some reviews of it from the time that were like, this movie sucks because of all those reasons. And I'm like, you're not wrong. Right. But I just, I got to the end and was like, all right, well, if you're going to no, make I a movie, if you're going to make a movie this stupid, you might as well make it empty too. Especially, I mean, I also think it I also think it's <laughs> like, fun. It's, it's not even a, it's not ultimately not even about like a, no, soldier's nothing. honor or anything. No, it's not. It's just a thriller. Yeah. It's just a it's just a, like a joy buzzer. It's very basic in and that way. There you go. <laughs> and what I what I also think is cool about the ending is that like I've seen this movie like five or six times wow. and and just because I love McTiernan, so I'll occasionally revisit his work because I like looking at the work at the work formally. But I've always had trouble following it. And so, like, at the end, when it's just like, turns out none of that shit matters, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> because yeah. uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was totally here. not sure what was going on. <laughs> I wasn't getting, getting oh, close to some sort of yeah. grasp on this. Oh, thing. good. So I wasn't supposed to know what was going on. There's also one of, there's also <laughs> fun shit in this where, like, because it turns out a lot of it is, is fake. It's all made up by various characters at various points in the narrative. Almost all for the benefit of Connie Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, for, for some reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but like, there's a crucial moment where you realize that two characters have switched names, and uh, and I was like, this is really interesting to me because yes, I know it's all fake. You like, you come to learn that it's all fake, so I guess it doesn't matter. But like, two characters have switched identities, one of whom is presumably dead, and no one knows that the dead guy's black. Well, and that the guy that they're talking person, to, one person does. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're interrogating him. 
and <laughs> there's guards and stuff. You'd think that they would like at least look up the guys, the names of the records of the guys they're looking for who are missing and presumed dead to know that Dunbar is this guy and Pike yeah. is that guy. But then again, everybody's in on it. Yeah, everybody's in on it except the guy who probably should be looking that up, Tim Daly. And also, yeah, and also the uh, none of the none of the this is like the night of the thing. Yes. So not so none of their they bodies. Have, they are, haven't pulled their files. They haven't yet pulled or their something. files or their you know they haven't pulled none of the bodies have been right. found. I mean, I can't believe I'm trying to nitpick this fucking movie for plausibility. <laughs> I'm just saying it occurred to me when oh, no, I was watching. No, it's totally it. fair because you could, and if you do, you'll be like this. You know, it's no, like this movie's this movie's such fucking bullshit, and it totally is. And that's the only reason I enjoyed it yep. is because it's it's I'm actually pretty balls to the wall bullshit and Travolta is actually he seems to be having a pretty good time I kind of enjoyed Travolta in this uh, he's doing a bunch of stuff that like is kind of random but like also like whatever he seems to be having fun also it was like you know the whole movie again spoiling the ending but the whole movie you're like you're like man this because it kind of is almost a tease of like oh reuniting Travolta and Sam mm-hmm. Jackson and then yeah. the whole movie they're separated because Sam Jackson's character is presumed dead yeah is and you travel, so you know you're like, oh, so it's gonna be one of those things where they don't get together, and at the end you do get a scene with them, yeah. and you're like, hey, these guys, all right, a little Pulp Fiction reunion, I yep, like it, yep. that's uh, fun. I don't think for the for the listener, I don't know if we're going to be able to accurately tell you what happens in this movie, but I we can, can do our we can, best. Can, can I know what happens at. I understand what is supposed to have happened at the end. Okay. Well, uh, we can well, tell, let's start from the top. We can tell you what supposedly happened. So it starts off with these black, these uh, guys going into a training exercise. In Panama. Special forces. Yeah. The canal. Cl- canal zone in Panama. And they're doing a training exercise and they're army rangers. And, and they're under the command of Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Nathan West. But mm. So the first scene, it's pretty, I like the way it's put together because the first scene is them just going to this place. Then it does the opening credits. Yeah. And then it's like... Uh, Connie Nielsen's doing a little voiceover describing what pan, what what the life around right. the Panama Canal is like. They've always it's always had something to do with death and yeah, what, life money. comes cheap and yeah. right. all this sort of stuff. Then it's credits, and then it comes back, and it's like uh, hours later, yeah. and everything's gone foobar, yeah. and only like two of these guys that were there come out alive. Come you see alive. one soldier carrying another soldier over his shoulder, and then there's another soldier behind them firing, firing. and you see the guys from the helicopter going, are they using live bullets? Are they shooting at each That's other? That's not how this is supposed to work. And you're like, ooh, how did this happen? Yeah. Well, there you go. There's the premise of the movie. We're going to, quote unquote, find out yeah. so over only, the course of only, the next 90 minutes. Only two guys come out, Dunbar, Brian Van Holt, and Kendall, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about what Giovanni Ribisi's doing in this oh, movie. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, and so Tim Daly, who is the, the base commander from Wings, doesn't let Connie yeah. Nielsen, who should be in charge of the investigation, run the investigation. Instead, he brings in his old buddy, a DEA agent who is under investigation for taking bribes, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, played by John Travolta. Tom Hardy. Not playing the actor Tom Hardy. Nope. Just a guy named Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy had not been born at this point. Right. <laughs> and so 2003. Tom, so Tom Hardy comes in and he starts to run the interrogation of this guy Dunbar. Yeah. Who, John Travolta's character Tom Hardy is introduced in the shower chugging out of a, bo- a bottle of Jack bottle Daniels. Of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and he's talking to someone on the phone saying, "Oh, you know that's bullshit. I have never taken a bribe in my life or whatever." He's like, yeah. "I got another call. Hey." And then Tim Dale's like, "Come down here. We need you to do this and we need you to do it fast. This lady's not good enough." Yeah. Not not because she's and a he girl, lives but in partly like, because he she's lives a girl. in New Orleans. Yeah. 
Which, so he drove. Is, is that he, New Orleans? No, I think it's Panama. Is it Panama? I think it's supposed yeah, to be he's, Panama. he's in Panama. But, but it, it just it, looks like New Orleans. They, it looks, it's very, I thought it was New Orleans. They, they might have filmed it in New Orleans, but it's it's all supposed to be in Panama. Like right there. Yeah. Because yeah. he's there. Because this all happens, yeah, this right. all happens in one almost night. in it's real It's an all-in-one night movie, it's like a, yeah. It's like within a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he call, he goes onto the base to interrogate this Dunbar guy who basically tells him that uh, the mission went sideways and that West is a madman and they retaliated against each other and everybody got killed. Yeah, Dunbar, well, Dunbar, it should be pointed out, is played by an actor that I thought was an absolute non-entity and hadn't, I didn't recognize him from anything else, but it turns out... Yeah, he's from John from Cincinnati. John Cincinnati. It's Butchie. I don't know he, Butchie instead. He which doesn't... Could, which couldn't be... Which like couldn't be further from this character because that's the same with me. I was like, "Who's this fucking guy?" Eh, just some fucking he doesn't nobody. Register he's at total all blank. To and yeah. then like he's really, he's really f- fucking fascinating. And <laughs> John from Cincinnati. Well, it's a huge role. It's a One really of the great big shows role. Of all time. It, like a big important role for a, a guy who's just sort of like he just. It's weird to yeah. me. Like it's a huge because everybody spot for else. This movie. Everybody else in this is like like doing a thing. Boy, are, wh- like, wh- some wh- people are doing whether or not it's things. good. Yeah. Travolta's well, trying to do other- like heat. Yeah. yeah, he's trying he's to do like Pacino and Heat, or like he also reminded me of Gerard Butler in Den of Thieves. Yeah, he's doing he's dynamic, like fucked up, driven, yeah. charismatic, uh, sleazy, yeah. sleazy kind of guy. So he's like he's he'll talk. He's like meets Connie. Three Nielsen heart attack like, man. This guy can hit miss. You can't miss once. Yeah, he he like meets Connie Nielsen. He's like, hey, just so you know, I'm gonna be hitting on you all the time or whatever. Yeah, right. And you're like, oh, I know what kind of guy this is. All right, here we go. So the uh, the then then the story's told a couple different times. Mm-hmm. From different people, so that's boy the Rashomon. Boy, do those stories ever change? And they keep from- they keep changing. And well, then in all of them, West is a bad guy. Who and also there's a funny part too where Travolta's like was like I hated him back when he trained me back then, and then yeah. I, like, I'm like I don't think that. I don't think that he's that much older than I don't know that Right. I don't know that he's more than like six years older than you. I don't know that he could have but whatever. We're just, whatever. Then it comes to light. <laughs> you have to say that a lot watching this movie. Giovanni Urbisi's in the hospital, so they go talk to him, and Giovanni Urbisi, I think, is the one who says, like, it turns out that Mueller, Dash Mihawk from Kiss 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 Bang Bang. And uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Was was and, and some of the other guys were were uh were dealing drugs. Mueller and Pike. Uh, yeah, at some point, but before that, there's all this stuff about how Dun about how not Dunbar, but uh, the black guy who Tate is Diggs Dunbar Pike Pike, who's actually Dunbar. Who's actually Dunbar. Dunbar is Pike, and Pike is Dunbar. But <sighs> but they but how he how he was the one who did it because he because he, he hated he'd, West because West had been mean to him. They have all yeah. these flashbacks of all this stuff that happened mm-hmm. where these characters are being yelled at, and then of course later on. It's like, wait a second, these different characters were different names. That means that this guy was actually, and then it's the same scene, but with the other, yeah, yeah, the yeah. different actor being yelled at by him or whatever. It's uh, it's, du- it's dumb. It it's was dumb, dumb, but it, was, it, it, it kept dumb. me on my toes, man. I was just like, wait, he's who shot who in the what? I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, it didn't keep me on my toes or on the edge of my seat, but it kept me interested because I was like, this is stupid, yeah. and I want to <laughs> see where this is going. Hold on. I want to see where this is going. It's oh. going somewhere stupid. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. And it gets stupider and stupider. This is totally the type of movie that on a different day or whatever I could watch and be like, fuck this shit. Right. Because it is it's total bullshit. Yeah. It's all total bullshit that is totally empty. But I think I was just like, 
Fuck that. All right. That's fine. Well, I'll that take was, it. Given some of the other shit we watch. Well, just also like I was, it was almost, and I it was watched this before the other two, it was, but it still was like refreshing to be like, yeah. this isn't about anything. I think it's, it's well done. Like it is, looks great. Sure, it looks in good. A, yeah. In the fundamental way, John McTiernan just knows how to shoot a movie. The mm-hmm. way he moves his camera, I always felt yeah. is very elegant. There's a lot of stuff um, when they're shooting because a lot of the action like that they keep flashing back to takes place in a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And it also takes it, place in these night. bunkers yeah. and at night, and it just always there's so much of it looks like that, and I don't know if there's any way to make it look good. It's, it's all muddy. It, no, I think it's all. It looks really good. It's like black with these like green and orange tints and everything. Everything. I think yeah. it looks really, really good. Oh, I think okay. it looks. I think it looks fine. I think it's yeah. totally functional. Like I could. We're, we're it wasn't. I was never. I never had a problem telling what was going on yeah. in a scene. The Not prob- physically. The, the problem is, yeah, the problem is that I is being able to actually follow what's happening the or the plot. Yeah. Like, but the problem was never for me, like, I don't know what's going on here. Also, like, there's lots of scenes where a bunch of people are shooting and it's like, cut, 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 here's blah, blah, blam, or whatever. And yeah. like, oh, who fucking, ca-? and then by the end, when you get to the end, again, it doesn't fucking matter. Who fucking cares? None of that, a lot of that didn't even happen. Yep. So... Because they're because ultimately then then there's this drug running scheme. There's a drug running scheme run, partially drugs. involving Harry Connick Jr., the base doctor, <laughs> who also Harry used to Connick date Jr. Connie Nielsen. Yeah, uh, you mean while we were fucking? While we were fucking, <laughs> the old in out. broke my fucking nose. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Harry Connick. Every time Harry Connick Jr. appears in a movie, I laugh. <laughs> Copycat. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. What? Uh, He's fun. Uh, I, I like but him. The thing we need to talk about, the, I think, more than almost Giovanni anything, Rubisi. is Giovanni Rubisi doing another Kate, doing tra- another one of his thing. trademark people who talk unlike anybody who's ever talked in the world. Well, in this one, he supposed I, you, he always it's like he makes a choice. And it's because of reasons. Oh, uh, no. Because in this one, he's like, he's like drugged up, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be that he's all like he's drugged very up. So he's, it. he probably doesn't sound exactly like that when he's. But like he's like, oh no, oh, see a great big fat person. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't see Please a lot of flashbacks with him. He's in all the flashbacks, pool. but he's you know everybody's just yelling yeah. at each other in those flashbacks. Oh, stay down. That guy's dead. He's dead. What? You did it. You're pointing. They're all pointing guns at each other. And oh, it's Courage Under Fire, except uh, doesn't t- take itself seriously at all. Right. I do like that movie, Courage Under Fire. Last time I watched it, I liked it a lot. She's dead. Yeah. I'm not saying that a movie version of this where they take it seriously couldn't be good. I was just happy. I was ultimately happy at the end that it didn't turn out that this was about anything because if, yeah, it, had oh been, yeah. if it had been, I would have been like, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. What are you even talking about? And at the end, they're like, ha ha, tricked you. And you're like, yeah, okay, fine. An hour, and, <laughs> hour and a half, now I have to go to work. This is fine. And, it's, fine and it's over? Great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Giovanni Bisi's doing a thing, and he's talking like, As uh, he so often is. I don't know why I do all this. I'm kind of from the South, I'm kind of on drugs. He's a drug dealer. Wait, did he say his name was Dunbar? Because that's Pike. I don't know the difference between uh, Pike. He's a senator's son. My dad's a senator. My dad said, get the unobtainium, son. And so <laughs> Do we want to just skip to the end? Well, we're, we already told the end, but we can... Um, well, what happens... Basically, what ended up happening... What what we're told happened during this movie is... Yes, the guys in this unit were running drugs. West, Samuel L. Jackson, found out about it. And uh, told the base commander, Tim Daly, what was going on. Turns out Tim Daly was the mastermind... Mm-hmm. Didn't report it. When West found that out, he called his old buddy, 
John Travolta, the DEA investigator, who's actually part of a super secret investigative branch of the military called Section 8. Section 8. Because they're crazy. They call themselves Section 8 because they're crazy and they don't even exist. Yeah. Yeah. They're ghosts. And he sets up this entire operation with including guys who... Or in the unit, but we're also Section 8. I don't really know. No, all those guys were Section 8 all the time. They just all went undercover as... And, uh, yeah, all the people that we thought died didn't die, right? For the most part, except for except for like a handful, except for like the, the few that were actually in on the... the they were the bad guys. And right. They the, only people, the only people that end up dead are Mueller, Dash Miok, who gets killed in the field. But he was one of the drug and runners. And he was one of the drug runners. Giovanni Rubisi, poisoned by Tim Daly. Yep, and he but he was also one of oh, one yeah, of the drug runners. Oh yeah, he dies because he, he pukes up all that blood. He dies of super Ebola. Yeah, uh, Hi- hyper Ebola. And then Tim Daly, who when discovered, commits suicide. No, he doesn't commit suicide. No? He pulls a gun he's on gonna, John Travolta. And shoot oh, Connie Nielsen, Nielsen, Nielsen shoots, shoots him. him. That's Connie right. Nielsen suicide by window. Connie Nielsen, maybe, yeah. but not suicide. That's so. right. Uh, oh boy, I, will, I remembered it. I will not have you dishonoring Tim Daly's memory. That's true. And sorry, I'm sorry, Joe Hackett. And I would also like to point out at one point, you think that the that you think that uh, John from Cincinnati's about to get away and they're putting on a plane. John Travolta runs up to him, pulls him off the plane, and is like threatening about to, to shove push, him into a propeller. Push him into a propeller, Raiders of the Lost Dark style. Mm. And this is all an act. Yeah. It's because and all of this is for, for two reasons. One, because uh apparently Colonel West needs to be in Witsec now. Uh-huh. Because uh, he can't, he's like, I'm retired, whatever, I'm going to go underground. And so that they can recruit Connie Nielsen. He's, but he's also part of Section 8. He's also part West of Section is. 8, but he's like retiring or something. I don't know. But at the end, they, he, spe- he specifically says like, oh, you know, I'm I'm going into hiding or whatever. Because he's supposed to be dead. And uh, and then they want to recruit Connie Nielsen, who who after this whole mess why, and ends well, up finishing. Because then there's a bit. Of, well, because before you realize we realize that there's a part where after she saves Travolta, and then he like she sees she goes she remembers some things she's and she's wait and she follows him. Yeah. And he's got Dunbar or Piker whomever. He, he actually it's really going into it's the really rabbit hole here. Uh, it's really a, a heavy heavy like clandestine mission where she just like follows him behind yeah. and Brian Van Holt just like crosses the street and gets into his car. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. What's happening but she, here? But she follows them, yeah. and then they go to uh, they go to their like meeting place, and she's so you think like, oh shit, he was in on it the whole time. He's the bad guy, yeah. Actually, and then it's like, no, we're all friends. No, actually, they're Section Eight. They weren't running drugs like we we told like right. you were told. They're the guys who were trying to stop the thing. But the only way for them to operate is for them to not exist. And so they had to anyway. All the characters that you met in those Rashomon stories, here they are. Yeah. Here's they're the lady buddies. who got gunned down, the tough lady, you know, Vasquez or whatever. And, and then when it can't get any more like trippy, Sam Jackson himself walks yep. in. He's supposed to be dead. Yep. He's there, and, and she's then, like, "Oh my goodness, what is happening? I am from the <laughs> south, and then I am." Uh, is it Alabama? What are we? Uh, yeah. What? What? Uh, why? 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 Why did you involve me in this? And he's like, "Well, we thought maybe you could join up." Credits. We thought maybe you could introduce us to Lars Ulrich, your husband. Is that so? From Metallica. I don't know if she's married to him anymore, but she was. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this is the this is the part of the movie where, it, and I've this is the second time that I've seen it, and and I think I just had, it had been like two years ago that I watched it the first time. And, and it was the same deal where I was going like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, so wait. Because C- I could see that ending happening where, and, and I think we, we've got it. I think you're right. But 
I need to talk to someone about it. Sure, sure. Clear because oh, she, I still have she's, questions. She's following them around, and she sees Travolta and this guy who they're supposed to be enemies. They're obviously buddies, and then Sam Jackson, and she's just baffled. And they're none of them. Like this is a part of a scene in a movie where we need to have the like really blunt exposition, where someone basically just looks in the fucking camera and goes, "Here is what the deal is. Mm-hmm. We are good guys, and we did this and that." But they won't do it. They keep on being casual with each other and bullshitting. I kind of think that's fun oh. I, I i understand why I they're they doing didn't it. do that i don't know i just I, I i just couldn't like i i basically i think by the time they rolled credits i was like okay i guess like yeah. i said this I is guess like I the just fifth th- or sixth time i've seen it and this is the first time i've seen it where i'm like oh okay because <laughs> oh. they I, won't because they keep on going like well this guy right here is an asshole and ah fuck you you don't know and you're right. like no one of you guys just tell her what's happening i guess that final scene i just assumed once they were all in there and alive i was like oh okay they're special forces thing and this was all a plot what? and then he goes he goes actually it was all a plan of mine <laughs> to, to do a good thing i believe is it yeah, t- yeah they're the, they're the technically thing, the good guys yes the thing that i think doesn't make any real sense is <laughs> the why one the one thing is okay so it turns out everybody who's dead is the drug dealers and everybody who's not dead with the exception of connie nielsen was always section eight yeah they're right? all in on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so even, even west right even west even west so my question is are they in the habit of doing army ranger training exercises where like two guys already know each other and everybody else is strangers because like i feel like if you were in a unit to send out get sent out to a training exercise and suddenly instead of your your normal eight dudes it's like you and steve and then six other nope. randos you might think something was weird because no, they went they all went they had part of their job as section eight they went through that tra- they went through all they the went training through all of that shit yeah it's why this movie's so stupid i mean i, I i'm totally on board with that it but it's just to, like it, really it has to be otherwise it doesn't make sense man <laughs> It's that kind of movie. I mean, also though, we all of that shit that we see, where it's flash, is all like people telling the stories or whatever. Right. right. I mean, it could just be they picked these guys up, flew them out to the jungle, and shot them in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? It's it's kind of baffling in that way, but at the same time, like that's part of what makes it a little bit fun. It's certainly it not. Doesn't take itself by the very time seriously. it's over. Basic is an ironic title. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is this is a, like we didn't get into like how uh, John Travolta is supposed to be like the best, but also you know like troubled or whatever. And but uh, so, the bribery accusations could also be fake. Abs- we don't know. Well, I think they I, they, they, I think seem they to be in, they, they seem to every, be pretty well in charge of, I think, in, in ever, of everything. I think everything is like all fucking made up. Yeah. Yes. Like at the end, it's just like nothing happened. It's like the Kaiser Kaiser Soze ending. And then also, where the, you, where the, you the, watch very, the end of that movie and you go, oh, so. None of that happened the way right. he said, probably. And at the very end, the last line <laughs> in the movie is like, somebody calls John Travolta Colonel, and she's like, Colonel? And he winks or whatever. He goes, and it's like, is that was that a reveal that he was a colonel? They go out on that. I was like, I don't really get and why that was start, a big deal. And then they start playing is this it just triumphant he, blues song. No, it's Black like, Betty. It's Black, yeah, Black Betty. And you're like, oh, this is in okay. A, this is in the early 2000s where Black Betty was in like every third movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes out on that, and, you're, and it's supposed to be kind of like, right? And you're like, I guess. I think you're supposed to be like, oh, he's not really DEA. Yeah. But I well, mean, I kind, of, I kind of gathered that at that point anyway. Well, so. no, he says that at some point. Or yeah. she, I mean, she's always, she's going, so you're Section 8. And he's like, man. And you're like, and he's, yeah, he's yeah, like, guess what? Are. We want you to be a part of it, too. And she's like, a part of what? What is even going on? <laughs> yeah. Am I even the in this movie? <laughs> what is this? All I know is I'm definitely from the South. 
Who are you? Uh, but he's but uh, but John Travolta's character Tom Hardy is like someone is talking about him to Connie Nielsen. And he goes uh, talking about how great he is. <laughs> he goes, mm-hmm. Before he left the service, he was the best interrogator I'd ever seen. They used to say Tom Hardy could get into your head faster than you could tie your shoes. <laughs> that's so fast. And, and, but it, and I wish the end of that line was that's so fast. That's so, do you know how fast that is? Or they go they go pretty fast. You know maybe you're slow at tying your shoes. Yeah. So then so around the like, tree into the hole. So they're trying to get you excited about him, like you know, going into the room and interrogating this the John from Cincinnati, who's all clammed up and stuff. And so John Travolta is like, he gets on a desk and he's like laying on it and stuff yeah. like that while he's talking to him. And you're like, yeah, he's the best, all right. Look at him. I like him to, go. I like all of his like precocious like uh, um, I'm sharp on the edge moves. Like when he bums a cigarette off the guy, he says I'm out of cigarettes, and then later he goes outside and smokes a cigarette. And she's like, I thought you were out of cigarettes. Like really fucking surprised. She's so like, oh wow. And He's just like I was trying to build a rapport with this guy. Extremely All right, basic shit. Or like he when goes, she he goes, does, because you do bad cop, you come in here and do bad cop, and then she does bad cop and goes, oh, here's the deal. This is good cop, bad cop. We could do this all night. And she's like, you tricked me. And he's like, hey, hey man, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a, a rascal. Show, I'm a show horse, baby. <laughs> you got to get on board. Ride the train. Anyway, you want a job? What? <laughs> Also, uh, I'm going to try to fuck you most of the movie. So this movie's complete garbage, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty it's, much. It's total it's the trash. Kind of stuff that we were hoping for after after doing several episodes of like very good, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, this movie. It's funny that I like this one the most because, like, talking about it, it's like this one is the most bullshit, and 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 the one that where you're like, what? Yep. Uh, but also, it's like, well, you know what? Good for you. Good for you making a thing that has nothing on its mind at all. Sam Jackson. Nothing at all. Sam Jackson nothing gets to be so fucking Sam Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He, well, he's doing basically like drill sergeant stuff yep. because like, this is basic training and you got to be the tough guy who's very, very tough. And uh, he has lines like, uh, I especially don't, he's like, this is the part where he's like, I don't give a fuck where you come from. You're all yeah, the yeah. same to me. I especially don't give a rat's fuck what four stars general dick you sucked to get the privilege of standing <laughs> before me today. Wow. It's just so Sam Jackson-y. And then at one point he goes, "If like somebody like surrenders their firearm or something. Oh, like yeah, that. that's goes, right. If George-ass motherfucking Patton rises from his holy grave and asks you to surrender your weapon, you don't do it. Hmm. It's filled with like bullshit like that. It's pretty great. Uh, I also which when a lot of it, which may or may not have actually been said, yeah, yeah by anyone. <laughs> That's right. None of this, maybe none of this happened. I don't know. I mean, the parts that Giovanni Ribisi is telling, you have to imagine happened. At least something happened because he's. But he's lying. But he's lying. But he's cut. But he's not making it up whole. Clock. Right. Right. Okay. Like everybody else in the movie is just making up an entirely. Yes. Fake story. He's he's lying. He's the only one who witnessed something and is telling exactly. a story that happened to him. Right, but he so he's making it <laughs> but up. He's making it up. But he's also like, at some point something happened to him. He did get shot. Right. <laughs> and he so, sure did, so. and he sure dies of hyper Ebola as well. As far and as, up far as we know, orifice. the story he's telling is true, except he's confusing from our point of view, Pike and Dunbar. Exactly. Yes. But it was all staged for his benefit anyway, and then the bad guy poisons him. <laughs> and then they caught, so, so they could catch the real bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a funny line, at least funny to me, where, because uh, Giovanni Ribisi's character's name is Levi, and uh, someone goes, who would name their kid Levi? And I just wanted to say, my aunt would. Because <laughs> I have a cousin named Levi who lives in Florida and is MAGA, I'll have you know. Aw. No. Yeah. I remember so, my, so there. I remember my cousins had a dog named Levi when I was a kid. Don't Jeez. Brian and Jen have a nephew named Levi? Probably. 
Yeah, a lot of people would name their kid Re- uh, Levi. Not Revi, probably. <laughs> Levi, though. Stevi. <laughs> Steve. Stevi. That's like, is that like Bizarro Steve O? No, he he's like, he's he like. He doesn't biz- do stunts or anything. He's just a normal guy. No, he has a desk job. He's Steve Vai, the guitar player from another dimension. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Not there interested. you go. He's Satan in Crossroads. Hmm. Uh, Not interested. This is this is Gio, <laughs> Giovanni. Good day, sir. Giovanni. I said good day. Giovanni Ribisi's character Levi, uh, becoming uh, just becoming a f- full-on like comic book villain, <laughs> kind of towards the end, where they're like, it seems like at least that they're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep the going. They keep. It's funny too because they're like interrogating two guys, so they keep going back and forth between the yeah. hospital and this other place. Yeah, it's a which, is, which is just like a, the galley. <laughs> yeah, it's just yes. Yeah, it's it's Rashomon, but it's only. Two yeah, yeah, Rashomon's. Yeah. yeah. Or ten by the end, because yeah. who knows? Or none. <laughs> yeah. Or two or none. It's Rashomon in practice, but not in uh No. <laughs> but he goes, you're running down time. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Yeah, because they only have like five hours before the actual authorities get there. Right. They're not gonna be able to sweep this under the rug. And I believe it's Harry Connick Jr. who who um, says the the crazy revelation that Ray Dunbar is black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's very funny. Like I would love to see this just out of context because he goes, "What you don't know? What don't know? What Ray Dunbar is black?" And then the music goes boom, (laughs) and everybody's going like, "Oh shit." Oh fuck! John Doe has the upper hand. <laughs> it should cut to it should cut to him like lethal weapon style when it's like you are. He is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's all I got. You got it. Yeah, ratings. Three Juds. Uh, I found this highly watchable. I will probably sit through it another time before I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> but one, I, one I like Mc, I like McTiernan. This is one of his movies. It absolutely is. <laughs> and I was, uh, I, this was the most fun I think I've ever had with it because I feel like I finally cracked it. Um, I'm gonna give it a half a Douglas just for the weird scene where they like he, he like fights with Connie Nielsen and then like maybe they're gonna make out. Um, but that's really the, the 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 deepest extent, a sliver of anything hinting at like they, sex and tiny this. tiny. And he keeps like he keeps like vaguely tension. flirting with her and stuff. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but that's it. Uh, and then I'm gonna give it uh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten things that may or may not have happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that many. Uh, I have, it's three Juds. If there ever was a three Jud movie, this is just right down the fucking middle. And I also love just how deep and like balls deep in our wheelhouse this movie is mm-hmm. with the silly performances and the nonsense plotting, and it being pretty fun despite having major major flaws. Yeah, uh, major it, flaws. It, it's on a, oh, major, it's a movie made major up of flaws, major flaws reporting for duty. <laughs> Uh, Maybe Major Flaws should be the name of the episode instead of Semper Fudge. <laughs> major Flaws. Oh, that's something to think about. We'll put up a poll. Well, yeah, it'll be too it. late. Yeah, it will. Uh, yeah, but it, but very fun, and I probably will watch this movie again, too. I don't know. It's, uh, it's fun. Uh, I've, uh, I will, may I'll give it a half a Douglas because John Travolta is presented as he does make a couple feints at being a pretty sleazy guy where he's like, hey, uh, guess what? You're getting hit on, baby. There's some and boobs in the uh, in the scene at the end of the movie too where they're, she's That's following That's right. Him. There are boobs. Yeah. Straight up mm-hmm. boobs. And also just because it's like, 
it's a whatever P- Panama's equivalent of Mardi Gras is, some carnival. Is, is happening, and it is just straight up a n- naked lady. I'm going to give it one. It's like airplane where like suddenly there's like a la- naked lady just shaking They're her tits at the camera. boobs. Yeah. Like really gratuitous. So yeah. one. I'm going to give it actually one full Douglas for those boobs because it's just like, and by the way, get some boobs in there. Okay, we'll do what we can. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 cases of hyper-Ebola. <laughs> Giovanni Rabisi vomiting up more blood than a human body actually has in it. He's got extra. Yeah. <laughs> hey, doctor, tell me I got more blood. Got extra blood. More blood than uh, more people That's got. why I move so slow and talk like this, because mostly, like, the blood's all the way up into my throat. I feel it sloshing it's around. It's like, yeah, it's like, if you wa- watch me walk around, you can see it moving <laughs> inside me. So I'm not weird. fat. Do you want to see? I'm not fat. That's just extra blood. Do you want to see my Halle Berry shrine? <laughs> it's in my other office. Come on, I come on. To, if I'm gonna show you my shrine, I'm gonna put on a different weird. You can't voice watch though. it. You don't slip on all the blood that I spill. It just spills out of it me. It comes Nothing out. I can do. I vomit it out. I shit it out. It, got it, just, too much blood. it just leaks out because when I walk, it just sloshes out of my holes. Oh no. <laughs> You know what's like? You never wear white clothes. <laughs> Not after Labor Day. <laughs> Not ever, man. <laughs> Unsightly. Anyway, I'm gonna give it three Juds. Also, I think this movie is is very stupid. And like it I said, is. on an, on another day, I might be like z- zero Juds because it, it yeah. is it's it, it's that it's that movie that begs the question: What is what? How do you write something that doesn't is doesn't it, exist? <laughs> Because ultimately, it's just some bullshit. But I had it was bullshit that I enjoyed watching. And isn't that really the truth? That was the friends the we made along the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is that quote from The Simpsons. <laughs> but they're entertaining lies, and ultimately, isn't that the truth? No. The answer but it's a total. No. It's a movie about nothing, like Seinfeld. And uh, we're look how much we're enjoying talking about it. No, no, it's it's super fun to talk about. But That's it's interesting. It's, it's a it's like it's a type of movie that like. But it's a type of movie that I think could piss me off. That's like mm-hmm. a movie that is like telling you it's one thing for the whole movie and then it's like ha ha fuck you it's bold that's all been bullshit and you're like well fuck you why did you tell me all that stuff but in this one i don't know why but i would have got to the end and was like fuck you it's all bullshit i was like yeah all right yeah. we did it good job i don't i can't tell you what what the difference is but uh it worked it maybe it maybe it's that mctiernan's direction was was like sturdy so it was like like easy to watch you know everybody's pretty fun in it like but it's totally dumb. I feel like the the key decision is that it moves so quickly that you don't have time that you don't have time to sit there and go wait what is and then it then when you time it's over and they say nothing you're like oh okay I'm okay with that because I wasn't tracking any of it anyway yeah so. maybe that's it oh before we close it out I also did want to point out that this the ending very much reminded me of the ending of swordfish also, another oh, yeah. John Travolta yeah. movie, a movie I've never seen, where it's kind of like at we the very, very one. end, he's clearly a, well, he, well, he's clearly a bad guy throughout the whole movie. The abs- right. absolutely the antagonist, he kills people and stuff like that. But at the very end, it's kind of like, no, no, I was doing all this to fight terrorism, yeah, because uh, by any means necessary. And then it's like we're done, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> wait, hold a minute, go come back. He was a good guy the whole time, like Batman. Just yeah. like Batman. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it zero Douglases because I don't remember the one things you guys were talking about. And this movie was... It, it, there this, are movie, this movie had no, like, uh, the no sleazy qualities except for the Travolta pretend... And it's such a fake... It's such a, like, 
forced like I'm a, I'm the sleazy guy. Right. Like, you don't I don't believe it for a fucking second. <laughs> then John Travolta's like, hey, I'm this is my I'm, I'm a ladies man. I'm a hey. womanizer. Whatever. Fucking buy it for hey, a fucking second. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, looks like. I'm gonna give it uh, and I'm gonna give it. Oh, geez, uh, ten out of ten. Oh, what was it? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it you know what? One Harry Connick Jr. Can never, oh. get never get enough of that guy. Harry Connick Jr. You broke my fucking nose. You mean when we was fucking mm. he had some good lines in this. <laughs> I was glad he showed up and you're like, Well, Harry Connick Jr. for this tiny role, and then of course he comes back again. Really class on the a, joint. He's up. a bad guy. Yeah. I wish he'd done some jazz or something, but you know. <laughs> Get up! I'll tell you. I'll do my confession in the in the guise of a song. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, boys. Uh, neighborhood of G. All right. Well, that's, that's, well, that's that. It. We that's did it. Semper fudge, Semper fudge or, or possibly major flaws. major flaws. God, I do like major flaws. Is pretty good. That's too. cracking us up now. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see. You'll know by the time you've heard this. Uh, next up. We're doing uh, some Gene Hackman films. Hackman Fever. Hackman Fever. Fever. We're going to do The Package. We're going to do Finally. Company Business, one that is probably very little seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to do, finally, <laughs> The Firm. Wow. <laughs> Huge. There will be Huge. oral and such. We're going to cruise like Hackman this next episode. Yeah. There will be oral and such. <laughs> we promise. Uh, until then, rate us on iTunes. Five yeah. stars only, please. Five Reveal stars us. only, please. I also want, I wanted to point out, just for the people who do like us, we have taken on several hundred new uh, listeners in the last couple months. And with that comes new haters. So we got a couple. Bad, we got a couple bad ratings on iTunes. So the people who do Dang. like us, if you could put. Did out they some, say anything? No. Oh. Now the people who do the one star don't say anything. And who does that? Right. I mean, Dicks. come on now. <laughs> I I like this ha- podcast. I, I can, like haters. So whenever I get like whenever I occasionally look for my name on Reddit and find out that people hate me on Letterboxd and they write like Matt Lynch's a fucking idiot stuff like that, I think it's hilarious. So. Yeah, but they just give us one star then and yeah. like move on. They're cowards. Right. Yes. <laughs> but and who can, who, who gives Donnie like a these men are cowards. Independent. What if podcast? it's your mom? This podcast. Like, oh, I, I gotta say, I listen to a lot of podcasts. This, po- this podcast, you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so it deserves at least well, three I stars. Think, I think that was their problem with it. Is that they could hear what we were saying? Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, podcasts get really bad, and I feel like this podcast is better than that. I don't know. But anyways, if you do like us, please uh, give uh, give us uh, five stars on uh, iTunes. It helps somehow. Nobody really understands, but apparently it does. Helps our egos. <laughs> it helps our egos for sure. Um, join our yeah. Patreon. Join our Patreon, yes. please, uh, so we can get to we almost can do a four one, ventures. We're almost there. We're get, we're so close. We're nine away. Right nine away. Still holding steady at nine away. Okay. And uh, and we'll uh, if you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, we'll let you know when the next screening is going to be. Hopefully yep. soon. Yeah. yeah. Soon. So uh, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.